Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm going to keep it like this as much as possible and hopefully won't get too bad. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve and here with me is Kevin. Hey guys. Andy. Hey now. And George. Hello. Hey. This is episode 221, Groundhog <laughs> Days. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so before we get the show on the road here, um, we do want to make a special announcement. Um, this is really hard to say, but I guess uh, I guess we'll just read the email, and then we can go from there. Okay. So uh, our good friend, Mike DeGenero, Mike D, the planker, uh, emailed us on the show, and he wrote this. Thanks to the whole hobby, everyone. I'm truly humbled by the heartfelt thoughts and condolences from the folks in the RC hobby to me and my family after losing my best friend and dearest wife, Jane. Large number of free fall listeners and Facebook friends, most of whom I have never met, sent wishes and prayers. The kids and I need every one of those folks who took the time to send a message to be aware how much we appreciate all of them. Mm. My sincere thanks, Mike DeGenero. Yeah, so we, we heard um, this was last Friday. No, last Saturday, sorry. Um, Mike's wife passed away. Yeah, and we know that uh, my, she had had a lot of history medically. And uh, yeah, I I'd heard from Mike that uh, she was in intensive care for a very long time. Probably, I, I'm, I'm just guessing you know a couple of weeks to a month and uh he he had told me that they let the family come in to say goodbye they kind of knew it was the end and uh just yeah. from from uh you know my experience with stuff like this even when you know it's the end is coming it's very hard still so uh, of course yeah. yeah it's just it's a shame it's, uh, yeah it's, yeah it really does yeah but uh, we wanted to read that. We wanted to make sure it was okay with Mike, uh, mm-hmm. just to to let everybody know, you know, how much it meant to Mike and his family uh, to get those, you know, thoughts and prayers. So thanks everybody, um, and we love yeah. you, Mike. And uh, you know, like we've we've said many times, you know, if, if you need anything, let us know. Yep, we're here for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things that you know I wanted to make sure is that like Mike was okay about reading this, and I did message him, and and he was he did you know reply back saying yeah this is for everyone that he really thanks everyone um, from him and the kids like all the appreciation like all the wishes and prayers like you know it's, it's so humbling for him that that you know these are folks that he never like he said he never met in person and but they all cared enough to you know. Yeah. Send them a quick word, and, and that means a lot, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know I saw over 200 uh, comments, at least, which, you know, I, I 
dude, it sucks. It's the whole thing sucks, man. But when you see stuff like yeah. that, you, you can't help to get choked up when you see that mm-hmm. many, you know, comments on 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 that and just everybody yeah. reaching out the way they can, you know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, Mike, I'm sure you'll eventually listen to this when you get a chance. Um, you know, we're here for you, right? All of us on the Free Fall RC crew, you know, all our listeners, I'm sure. Um, so if you ever need anything, just let us know. Our thoughts are with you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll slip you some dirt on these guys in a day or two. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. George, you're off the uh, shelf. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... Let's uh let's move on to the show now. Um, we'll actually before then let's just do a a quick uh you know moment of silence for Jane and uh, Mike and his family. All right. Rest in peace, Jane. All right, uh, so let's uh, move on to how's everyone's week. Who'd like to go first? I can go first. Cool. I, ha- I have a few things that I actually did this nice. week. I uh, got a chance to get some hours in working uh, last week and this week, part of this week. So um, I guess we'll, we'll talk about that more in the main, main topic. Uh, but I got a phone call from Mr. Ed Johnson. Uh, who I was kind of happy to hear from. Uh, you know, it's funny. Yeah. You don't realize, you know, you haven't talked to these guys in a while. And uh, like I said last episode, you know, if you're thinking about them, give them a call. And that was awesome to hear from him, man, because um, he goes into New York City every day still. He's right in midtown Manhattan and uh, taking care of this huge apartment complex that's in midtown but he's doing his social distancing and all that stuff. And yeah, it was good to hear from him. I, I'm just glad he's doing okay and staying healthy. You know, he was, uh, partners with Walt on the RC heli hooligans podcast. I'm saying was, cause I don't know what, but they're kind of in limbo. I still don't know. I don't have any dirt on it on the podcast for you guys. So I don't know if he's still doing it or not, or what their, what their deal is. But it was, it was yeah, really I think good. Every to hear four from. quarters, they're going to do a four episode dump and then. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> well, it's about time for that. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. Has it been a year already? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, they're overdue then. Yeah, because it was, yeah, it was springtime last year. So that prompted me to send a couple of texts out. One of them was to uh, Mike Finley from the old FT community cast, just see how uh-huh. he was doing. Um, yeah. I got good memories of Mike because, uh, I think it was uh it was uh Flight Fest two thousand fourteen where we first met up like face to face. Kinda knew mm-hmm. each other on the flight test forums back in the day and got a chance to like hang out with Mike and really good dude. One of those guys you you talk to him immediately, you know, you're 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 good friends with him, you know. Really yeah. good good guy. So I was just checking up on him. Him he's doing okay, so is his family. Um so I can report that. They're doing all right. And uh I did get a couple flights in this weekend. Believe nice. it or not. It's good. Nice. And I got to tell you my whole Oxy 3 story because it's 
pretty hysterical. So my Oxy 3 has probably been crashed and laid up probably easily since Urcha because I think that's where I bought my replacement servo from Shannon Only Fine Helis um, at Urcha. And I decided, let me fix that. Let me replace that tail servo and let me try and get a flight in on the side of my house. So now the side of my house between the two homes, I didn't go out there with a tape measure, but it's like 30 feet by 30 foot square and probably about that high. So it's like a cube of 30 by 30. And then there's there's kind of some trees that have branches up pretty high, but I can't get really high uh, in that area either. So yeah, it's tight. I said, let me let me see if I can hover there. Maybe I can do a pyro flip. Maybe I can flip it over or whatever. So I take it out there. I replace the servo. Take it out there. I spool it up, and it's not getting off the ground. I'm like, why isn't this thing getting off the ground? I go to bank three, not getting off the ground. I can hear the blades like trying. So, uh, well, initially, I go. Let me back up. Initially, when I replaced that servo, same servo, I think. Anyways. It was the it was reversed. Um, maybe it wasn't the same servo. I don't think it was the same servo, but it was the same orientation. But it had been reversed. Uh, I had to reverse it in the programming, which I didn't find out until I tried to take off the first time, where the tail went whipping around. And I said, "Let me check this." And and I broke a link to the main grips. I checked it. I reversed it in the radio. How is that possible? Um, I don't know, but uh, it was a different speed too on the servo. He mounted the servo backwards. No, okay. I didn't. He had to. <laughs> Maybe I did. How could it just go from one to the he other? Can. It's impossible. Uh, I don't know. Mounted it. Maybe I mounted it backwards, way. but I looked at that too, and I was like, maybe I mounted it in the other orientation. Yeah, like instead of yeah. the the you know the the servo pinion being furthest away or closest, you know, like the opposite of that. I don't know though, because I didn't move the. Anyways, my my oxy three troubles just seem to never end. Uh, especially when it comes to the, the rudder on this thing. Uh, but anyway, so I switched the, I reverse the servos. I break a main grip link, you know, uh, and I said, well, screw it. I'm not walking all the way back into my garage. I'll try and fly it anyways, even missing the link. <laughs> and that was, dude, that sounded like, holy hell. I was like, no, I better, I better land this thing and put a link on there. So I grabbed one off of my other oxy, <laughs> put a link on there. And I go to take off again, I, and it's it's uh, it's not, it's it's not it's not taking off like it's not leaving you, the ground. I bet you didn't even size that link. You just pop it off one, put it around the no, other. No, no, huh? I definitely sized it. Okay, <laughs> but I eyeballed it. I didn't put a pitch gauge on it. Yeah, right yeah sure, that's fine enough. Yeah. So, so I come to find that my aileron servo or my my elevator servo is bad now. Is so I have to replace that. So I'm like, all right, well, let me take one out of my old 285, and this is the 255 Oxy. So I take that out. I put it in there. I finally get this thing flying, and I'm on the side of my house, and I'm doing TikToks, and I'm doing, like, front flips and screwing around, and just I'm getting close to my neighbor's house. I'm getting close to my house. I'm getting close to killing myself. And uh, I'm like, my other neighbor comes over and I land it and I got another battery and I put it in and my other, one of my neighbors comes over and he goes, Oh, I thought that was a weed whacker. And I was like, yeah, it's a flying weed whacker. <laughs> so I go up for another flight. I do a couple more TikToks. I get inverted. I get in a weird orientation that I can't get out of. And I, dude, I just slam it into the ground. Like I was just like, I don't know. I was, I flipped it over too fast and it was heading right for my neighbor's house. I'm like, and this is the neighbor I kind of like. So I was like, let me just uh, 
Let me just dump it. So I dumped it, and I was just, dude, I was laughing my ass off. And I'll tell you what, I came back into the garage, man, and I was laughing hysterical, and I was like, this is exactly what I needed, man. I needed to get out there. Even just the two stupid flights, maybe five minutes of flight time that I got, was I was like, this is what I needed. I needed to just do that, you know. It was cool. Nice. And I also started... uh uh, uh, like a mindset in my garage. Like if it's sitting on my counter, I got to figure out a way of finding a place for it. Like, cause my counter accumulates a lot of stuff in front of my 3d printers. So I said, let me clean up this. I got like two jars that hold pens and pencils. I'm like, I'm going on Thingiverse. I'm going to find out what I can mount this. Like, you know, something I can mount, I can print out that I can mount these, pens and pencils I mean, up out of, out of the way. How many freaking pens and pencils do you need? I don't need, need a lot. Jars but, full of them? Yeah. I, I just use one of them small folders. Yeah, uh, see, I had that, but then I'm moving that all right. over the place, so I'm like, let me let me just put it somewhere, like, mount it. So I, I kind of did that. I got a bunch of, like, rolls of tape that I want. I made a uh, a thing for that I'm going to kind of put behind my TV up in, up in the very top so I can just, like, just leave it all up out of the way. I just want to get everything up off the counter and just start cleaning up stuff. So I, I started to do a lot of that, and uh, that was going pretty good, man. Got all three printers running. One of them's kind of giving me an issue, but I'll tell you, man, the one I built myself and I replaced the bed on it because it was a wooden bed that I cut out. I went and bought like a, a regular metal bed frame off of Amazon and replaced that. And once I got that dialed in, man, that thing... T- Unbelievable. Never ceases to amaze me, man. That that stupid thing, man, prints as, as good as mm-hmm. it does. Really cool. Nice. Yeah, so that's all I've been up to, man. I actually it's funny because when I when I had the, all those problems with the Oxy three, I was like, uh, when I when I found the elevator servo, I'm like, ah oh, man, I don't want to rip the elevator servo. I was like, let me just go get the oxy five and I'll fly that over here. I'm just kinda glad I didn't. <laughs> so I wouldn't have been able to do anything but just hover. That's a little bit too big for that space. Yeah. Yeah. When you say thirty by thirty cube, I think that's I don't think it's that big, dude. I don't know. To me your driveway is like fifteen by thirty by thirty. Like it seems narrower than, than Well no, this long. is on the other side of my house. The, oh, okay, okay. The other side where by the yellow house there. And I know my yeah. I know my living room is fifteen by fifteen and I know the rest of my kitchen's like ten by ten. So it was like that long and it's about it's about that okay. in a cube. Okay, I there. thought you were doing on the driveway side. I was like, oh. I think my driveway side is actually bigger. I think my driveway side uh, has got more room over there. Yeah. Which I've, I've, I've flown the 690 over there, my driveway side. My driveway side's got room wow. for like four cars, you know, two by two. Yeah. And, uh, and then the little bit of lawn that I have. Yeah. But I wouldn't do anything crazy. Like, I was kind of like getting nuts with the Oxy 3 on the side of the house a little bit. Like, I was doing. Uh, some small funnels and I was flipping it over and then I was like doing TikToks and I was like, oh nice. man. And I was kind of hiding behind the corner of the house, you know? Yeah, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was getting a little crazy. I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be nuts. But yeah. it was cool to get it back up in the air. Like I said, it was That's exactly awesome. what I needed, man. Mm-hmm. So who's <laughs> next, man? Um, I can go next. Uh, I didn't really do anything. Um, so originally I wrote nothing in the hobby, but. No, I'm lying. I did, I did throw away another plane. Oh, <laughs> I guess that's hobby related. Uh, this one kind of hurt. Um, this one was my vegan. 
the fiberglass vision. Oh, no. Yeah, that the rudder was all cracked and bent and, you know, the, the wing was still pretty straight because it's fiberglass and it has a carbon spar, but everything else was kind of falling apart on it. And at this point, I was just like, I built this very heavy. It didn't fly very well. And, uh, that's true. you know, so what I, what, you know, plan was like, okay, this was my kind of a test proof of concept anyways, like to get used to doing fiberglassing that I have plans. I can just build another one. And this time I'm going to try fiberglassing the sheets before I cut them out, kind of like how Dave does it, um, which makes it a lot easier because it's, I don't know, it's easy to like get a single layer of carbon, uh, not carbon fiber, I should do carbon fiber, uh, fiberglass on a, on like a whole board or a piece of board compared to like trying to get like angles and, you know, trying to wrap things around corners and stuff. So, so I think I might give this a try once um once I have the the motivation to build another vegan. But I just strip all the electronics and everything out of it, so that's all kind of ready to go into another vegan um, whenever I'm ready to do so. Um, I did h- hang up another plane. Um, I've been on this kick of just hanging all my planes in the on the ceiling just to get them off, like you were saying, you know, off the table spaces and stuff. So I um, I had this 3D plane that I got from uh, Bill Ann. Um, interesting enough, and it's a blue edge. I don't know who makes it, but it's a nice, you know, balsa like forty something inch wingspan plane. I just, I don't have a receiver or nothing. It's basically the same way I, I got it from Bill, but um, I hung that up in the air, so that's now off the. I don't know. I think it was on my ladder before. Oh, I remember um, that. So one. Yeah. Yeah. So all I have is one plane left to hang up, and this is a it's a P forty seven. Um, FMS P47. I, I think it's like Thunderbolt or Razorback or one of those things. It's, uh, you know, my wife bought it for me um, early on in our relationship as a birthday present. And it's something that, like, even though I've only flown it like twice, it's something I'm going to just keep, you know. So I want to yeah. hang it up and put a nice, like, you know, um, I'm not sure which way I want to hang it because everything right now I've been hanging up upside down. But this one, I might want to hang up like right side up but like in a certain angle with the retracts up and stuff to just make it look you know pretty nice up there so um so i'll find a spot and and do that uh beyond that i started cleaning a little bit more room off in the garage and now i have an actual path that i can walk from the garage door to the garage side door my the, the normal entryway from the backyard and all the way through the back of the garage before oh, I would have to like jump over shit because I just had too much shit. <laughs> so now I have like a nice two, three, like a three foot path that I, I <laughs> so I don't feel so claustrophobic <laughs> in there. Um, but yeah, like I, I think I filled up about eight construction garbage bags, like those big, you know, construction yeah. bags, big heavy, whatever, 30 gallon, whatever they are. Um, those bags up and, you know, I'm just, I'm going through all this crap that's like it's like i know they're like parts of planes and like electronics and stuff and i'm just looking at it i'm like am i ever gonna use this i haven't touched this box in four years or three years since i moved in i'm like nah just dump it in a bag and throw it away and i'm sure folks are probably like screaming at their car radio or like no you could have sent it to me i would have taken it you know (laughs) but um it's tough though. You got to make a judgment call at some point. Yeah, you and just you have to like, do it. Yeah, you know, it's like, what's the point of keeping like crappy old 
electronics that are so outdated now anyways. I mean, like, a lot of them are, like, ready-to-fly quad ESCs and stuff, 20 to 25, 30 FPSCs that I'll never use, you know? So, um, so yeah, just doing the same thing, cleaning the garage up, trying to get, trying to make more room. Um, I did make a, a decent section of my garage, well, off the tabletop I have for all the car parts that I've been ordering. So, like, you know, there's coilovers and all this stuff, uh, my whole engine rebuild kit, like steering wheel, everything's just kind of sitting on this table right here on the, on, on the side of the garage. Um, getting ready for that stuff to be done. Yeah, that's going to take up some space. Yeah, I think the worst part is that, like, when I take the dashboard out, I need to find a space for a whole dashboard. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I'm stripping the, the engine compartment and, and interior completely out to do the the interior paint job because I'm going to keep it bare metal but paint it and then do like a roll cage and stuff like that. So I, I do need to um, make room, temporary room for those parts until I can put everything back in. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of been my week and we'll go over, uh, you know, some other stuff uh, during the actual main topic here. So who's next? I guess I can go. Cool, George. I've been been uh, working around the, I guess the farm. You would say here the airstrip and stuff. Doing a lot more mowing and mowing some areas I haven't mowed in a couple of years. Making some more walking paths and stuff. So hopefully, if we ever get to have a spring event, we'll it'll be nice here. But uh, that working from home during the day and then. In the evenings, still working on helicopters. And uh, I've got so many projects going right now that I just kind of go around the table working a little bit on this one, then this one, and then this one. And still printing out a ton of parts. Nice. Yeah. It's just like you could cut and paste what I'm saying I'm doing every week from, from week to week. Kind of goes with our title of our episode. Yeah, Ground, Groundhog Days. It's just like, didn't I just do the same thing? No, that was a different helicopter, but same thing. You know, setting up fly barless controllers and going out here. And I have been flying a lot more though. You know, we've had some we've had some bad weather, but we've also had some really good weather. This evening was pretty nice too. And um, I've started another new project this week. It's not like I didn't have a dozen or more going, <laughs> but I've got two or three of the old blade two thirty S's that, that we've crashed and stuff. And, and just haven't had time really to put them back together. And I had bought the, uh, the STL print files for the, uh, the sky crane for the four fifty size. So I kept measuring and I print out a little bit of the, the main body section where the, uh, of the mechanics mount and get some measurements off of just the first little print on the table and uh, figured out that the scale for the blade 230s if you're interested for the um, sky crane is 84 percent not 85 or 83 but 84 is dead on nice so I'm nice. working on printing the rest of that out, and we'll see how it flies. Since it's since the tail's just you know basically just a little wireless motor, a brushless motor, it should be a 
should be easy to mount back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you have to extend the wires a little bit. But uh, that, that's a neat little project. I think, you know, once I get it mechanically working, painted up really neat and stuff, and just something kind of different to pass the time. Yeah. I like those sky cranes. They're cool. Yeah, I think that nice. was the first Lego helicopter I had when I was a kid was uh, a version of the sky crane. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, having a, a Lego uh tow truck and it had this like tow apparatus thing that i put inside the helicopter <laughs> so i could unwind it and like pick people yeah like a sky crane almost yeah, that's cool i thought maybe put some lights in and stuff you know but but yeah. uh, other than that just trying to you know keep from uh going stir crazy yeah uh-huh What's really strange is, is medicine. I take medicine like three times a day, and um, it's the hardest thing. to. It's like, I just took that, didn't I? No? Was that yesterday? No, oh, jeez. Yeah. You gotta get oh, one no, of those I, boxes. I'm going to get one of them old people's boxes because yeah, I, I am old people. <laughs> George, can you be my bartender? I don't remember if I put that shot in that drink. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just flip your pills and let you catch them in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Just follow um, um, I, I, you know, I have to take so many pills. I do have one of those, I guess, old people pill things. Mm. I don't know. I have a, you know, a morning and a and a night, you know, set and. I think you would have to. Like, how can you? It's I so would hard. definitely forget if I did or didn't or what if I didn't have some kind of system like that. I've got it on my Outlook calendar. I don't take anything like every day, but even if I'm taking an antibiotic or something, I'll fuck it up and forget. Yeah, that's when it's <laughs> I tough. I would definitely need a system of some sort. When it's prescribed yeah. like that and you have to work it into your regular routine, yeah, that's when it's tough. But I've been yeah. taking blood pressure medicine for, I don't know, ever since I met Bill, probably. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, long before that. And uh, yeah, so I take it every morning. And I'll know if I don't take that for a couple of days, I'll definitely know, you know, that I've missed well, yeah, it. Yeah, a couple of days. But yeah. if I don't take mine for a couple of days, I'll be on Fox News in <laughs> two more days. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen those florida man stories i'll have a tennessee man it'll be george going doing something crazy right i was on the podcast when that guy was on the loose in tennessee that looked so much like me back when i had my head shaved and i had white goatee. i don't remember i know you showed me a picture i think but i don't know if you were on the podcast Oh my gosh, that would have been awesome. That was the funniest time. I mean, I got pulled over twice in one week. Really? And yeah, and people oh. started looking well, at me was like, it like a fugitive or something. What? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he was being seen everywhere and stuff. And crazy. He looked just people. exactly like George. Oh, Could have been uh, his brother. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd go in to Pals over here in Lynn Garden. And they'd start 
ducking down underneath the counters and stuff. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where we got there, but. Uh, but here we are. There you go. But, yeah, and then this weekend, uh, Easter Sunday, had uh, spent my daughter and my granddaughter. They're here about every day, so they just live right up the road. Got to eat with them. That's good. And I mean, you know, here at my house, we're not, you know, we're not cooped up. We've got a lot of room. So even if somebody does come over, you know, we've got plenty of room to not be uh, within 20 feet of them if we don't want to or 200 yards. But uh, there's not many people stopping by to fly. I mean, there for a while, it was like, Two or three a week, but it's been probably two weeks since anybody's been by flying. Wow. It's really sinking in. You know, once once you know somebody that's uh, died of coronavirus, it, it kind of gets more real to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think it took that to wake a lot of people up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I I really didn't worry too much about it until like you know one of my good friends was like, yeah my dad's in ICU right now and that kind of hit home like oh shit this is real mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know yeah and he's a doctor you know so I'm sure he took precautions you know and it's like or maybe he didn't I don't know but um just to know that like I know this person I met this person and this person now is in ICU. In, on a ventilator being sedated it's like shit yeah a lot of them never come off uh-huh. but that's <clears throat> thank goodness that's uh thank goodness i've had a boring week you know yeah yeah and not uh not like poor mike d or a lot of these people dealing with all this virus and uh-huh. losing people not even being able to uh i mean they're, i heard they're having to bury people um, it's not been picked up from the morgue. You know, the families can't afford to pick them up or don't know what to do. Or, mm. but, uh, but that's, yeah, that's my week. I don't have a thing to complain about. Really? Well, that's mm-hmm. good. What about you, Andy? Uh, <clears throat> let's see. I really haven't done a whole lot. I did fly some last week a few times. But kind of uneventful, so not a whole lot to talk about. Flew the XL Power. Uh, I've kind of been busy here on the farm. It's that time of year, getting ready for planting corn and stuff. So spraying, but not fertilize. Working on equipment, that type of thing, doing some maintenance. and So it's been keeping me really busy here lately. I... Uh, you know, things are kind of the same here, but different. I guess we can talk about that a little more later. Since I don't really see anyone normally, it's, it's not affected me as much. Uh, I just, I gotta still gotta do what I gotta do as far as to get the crops out. But, uh, and that, like I said, that's just kept me kind of busy. Not been able to fly. Weather's kind of been crappy 
last couple of days. It was beautiful over the weekend, but I had I was really busy working on a couple of things. And then we got a bad storm roll through here, not before last. And uh, it's been super windy the last two days. Well, yeah, it's that tornado stream, right? Yeah. It's coming through? Probably past you. Yeah, we got 3.6 inches of rain overnight. Damn. Yeah. Wow. It was Sunday night. So, uh, actually, the river here where I'm at is flooding today. So, flooding some of the fields. But, whatever. It is what it is. Spring's mm-hmm. here, kind of. I keep thinking spring's here, and then it gets like 34 degrees one morning. I know. Shit. So, I guess it's here. If it's not, it's close. Well, the days are definitely getting longer. That's yeah, for the, sure. Yep, that is true. That is true. But it's it's been crazy weather cold and hot and cold and rainy and windy and just bizarre yeah so not much for me though want to move it on sure yeah okay so let's go into our main topic here groundhog days yes and it's days with the d-a-z-e not days like d-a-y-s it has been kind of a days hasn't it like yeah, you know the days kind of just blend in, and it's it's funny because my wife's like, "Oh, you get paid on Friday, right?" And I was like, "No, I get paid on Wednesday." She's like, "Oh, cool. So that's tomorrow, right?" And I was like, oh, "This was a couple of days ago." No, <laughs> it was it's it's midweek. <laughs> like she, she's confused, I'm confused. Like I we don't know what day it is. It's all the days blend together. Weekend, weekdays. It's just like. Whether I sit here uh, in front of my computer on a weekday or I don't on a weekend, it it all feels the same. See, that's got to be weird because, I mean, at least I'm getting out, except for, except for the one week I had completely off. Mm-hmm. At least I'm, I got yeah. out last week. This week I was, I'm working three days this week that I know of. Uh, but that's got to be really strange that working from home and then having the weekend and you have to stay home. <laughs> you know, like just constantly being home like that. Yeah, usually in my week, I have kind of a schedule thing where my wife and I usually on Friday evenings go out and eat fish at the local seafood place. And uh, I'm not Catholic, but uh, just do that in there. But then, you know, then Saturday, usually a bunch of people's over flying and stuff. And then Sunday, usually go to church for for an hour in the morning, come on home, just hang out the rest of the day. But now you're not going anywhere. Yeah. So there's no, there's no, there's nothing to distinguish which day, each day from the next. It's just like, you know, I'll think, did I do that? Did I do that five minutes ago or was that yesterday? Or yeah. four days ago? And, because and that's the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like we're all on, pause or something yeah i mean the week i had off i did so much stuff uh that i had somebody towards the end of the week ask me well what did you do you know you were off what did you do and i was like well i cleaned this out i built this i changed this i, I cleaned this out i did scrub the tub and did this and that and you know all this other stuff and built this and he was like oh wow 
because I was kind of like, like you're saying, you don't know which day is what, but I kind of, I guess just to keep my sanity, you know, you're trying to remember what you did, just be productive, you know, any way mm-hmm. you can. But then again, I wasn't actually working. I was like kind of vacation, like home, home vacation, you know. It's amazing the stuff we're getting done. Yeah. I mean, I my floodlights on the high end of my house have been out for uh, probably 22, 23 years. And uh, I changed those out the other day. That's <laughs> 22 years? Holy cow. Yeah. yeah, it lights up the whole end of the runway now. It's really neat. Nice. You forget about them after so long. You yeah. Know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I had the bucket truck home this weekend, so I was painting some up high stuff that I had under the eve, um, changing some uh, bulbs up there. You reminded me. And uh, just doing stuff like that, utilizing that, you know. I'll tell you what, if there's a good thing that's going to come out of all of this is I see, I don't see a lot of people out jogging, but I see a lot of people out walking. I think people are walking more, and I think people are definitely getting a lot of more things done around the house. And, uh, man, the kids, and I think, I think A, the kids are getting a, a, a more of a family time, which I think is needed in the United States. And B, I think the parents are kind of being, are, are kind of, waking up to what are these schools actually teaching my kid you know because they're seeing it firsthand i just take it as that's a few of the positive things that come out of all this you know staying at home stuff yeah other than the the overall fact that people are getting a good taste of what socialism is going to be like uh, (laughs) being told to stay home like this well, which, which we got to get into. We got to get into that a little later. Yeah. 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 The way I look at it, it was going to be a lot of COVID babies or going to be a lot of divorces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After this whole thing. <laughs> Probably both. Yeah, I think both. <laughs> it's funny. So let's ask these questions here um, to each of us. So what are you doing to cope with this? Uh, who wants to go first with that one? In what aspect? Well, I think in, I, I mean, well, I mean, I know George wrote some of these questions, so let's let George um, extrapolate. Well, I guess it would it differs as, you know, how much you're affected by what's going on. You know, are you like Andy, you, you know, you're out there in the cab of a big old tractor hours on end you're used to social distancing by you know well, i've been practicing i've been <laughs> practicing this for about 30 years yeah <laughs> so you know it may not affect you as much as probably like you know how you used to stop by the field down there and fly with this and that one or todd and john or somebody be down there and and now it's, you know, it, that's even kind of dried up um, for yeah. you. But, you know, for like Steve and Kevin, you know, they're they're up here in a little bit more populated area where I guess they would probably crack down on them if they got out a whole lot. But no. Okay, well, let's, let's just go around the table then. I, I'll go first. As far as like coping with it, like you said, it really hasn't affected me 
that much. Uh, it's it's made things more aggravating as far as like buying groceries or buying this or that. You know, I have to take certain precautions and disaffect everything and wear personal protection and this and that. So it's definitely oh, made. What's your personal protection? 45, just, 9? Yeah. <laughs> One on no? each Matt. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe both, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, prophylactics. Just, you know, you got to have. <laughs> Protection. Oh, that kind of protection. Oh, we're talking about water sports again. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, mask and gloves type thing and yeah, try to stay away from people. But um, where was I at? So it's made simple chores more of a hassle, yes. I would say. Mm-hmm. And like I told you guys earlier, the, the biggest thing that's affected me is not being able to run out to the store and grab a burger or Something good yeah. for lunch. I have to pack my lunch or come back to the house and eat a bologna sandwich or some other dumb shit that I can come up with. So I, I haven't had good stuff to eat. I don't have anyone here to cook for me. No good so, takeout diners out there? Not really. No. <laughs> no, we've been through this. We don't have any diners. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I have went and got a few takeout things from some local places just to try to help them out. But even still me, and this is probably just me because I'm, I'm already a little bit OCD and germ phobe. I don't like to do it a lot. Like I'll get it and I'll uh, uh, wipe down the containers before they come in the house and then transfer over into my containers and then throw those away and lots of washing in between every step and, the whole work so it's just kind of a big pain in the ass to be honest but sometimes you need a hot meal and something that's not a cold sandwich yeah pizza yeah yeah i've got <laughs> pizza time or two i mean but as you far do a better as the, job than i do i don't like done shit when i get takeout i just whatever yeah well i may be going overboard too i'm not saying that's the proper way but um, I think you're doing a better job than I am. I, I would, if I had comments I mean, to do something like that. Just knowing and seeing the way people handle food and stuff, I can't yeah. guarantee you that somebody didn't cough on my whatever. Yeah, or cough sneeze. in your hand and then touch your the yeah. container, right? You never know. Yeah. I'm not overly worried about the food, to be honest, because once you uh, eat it, it's taken care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Your digestive system kills the virus. Right. So I'm not too worried about the food itself. It's the containers, handling the containers, and then scratching your face or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm thinking: just dump everything out of whatever it's in, throw that shit away, and then it's good to go. And of course, if you reheat it, you're killing it anyway. So it's yeah. really yep. not a problem. Uh, but as far as this, the social aspect, which I know is affecting a lot of people, that doesn't it doesn't affect me as much because I'm kind of used to being on my own, mm-hmm. and I can still fly. I can still do all that kind of stuff. Being able to go buy things is probably the biggest hindrance for me right now. Yeah. So, who wants to go next? 
Um, I could go next. <clears throat> so how am I coping with this? A lot of self-medication? <laughs> no. <laughs> no um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, let's be <laughs> frank. I, I do self-medicate a little here and there. But, um, yeah, it's it's different now, and I don't know if it's like it's a coping, but I've definitely adjusted things in my life. You know, it's like um, adjusting, you know, my whole kind of work ethic and like, the, you know, because I'm spending a lot more time in front of the computer because I don't have a six hour or five, six hour commute, you know. Um, but, but then again, I'm also sleeping way later so, like, I don't go to sleep till, like, 2, 3 in the morning these days because I wake up at 8, take a shower, 9, and then I'm, you know, ready to go by 9, 30, 10, um, you know, breakfast and all that. So, you know, it's, it's a, the worst part about it is I can't go hang out at the club field and fly with my friends. That I'm, like... That's hurting me the most. And like to the point where like I I know this past weekend I was like or last week I was like, Oh, I'm gonna go out and fly, at least try to make it out there to the local park and you know, rogue fly for a little bit, but I you know, I, I just I couldn't find the motivation. Um it's not that I don't wanna fly, it's just that like part of flying with for me is to meet up with Mike and meet up with Kevin and, and other club members and, you know, yeah. like shoot the shit and have fun with the hobby and like I don't know. I mean, I could go to the field. I mean, not the field, but the park or, you know, the soccer field here and bust out, you know, a flight or two, maybe bring a plane and fly. But it's just not the same for me. I I want to I want to be social with this hobby. And, and that's part of the, the fun with me, um, the fun that I have in the hobby. So uh, I kind of want that to return, you know, I mean, granted. Eventually, I will break down and be like, ah, screw it. I'm going to fly a 700 in my 15 by 15 backyard and <laughs> hover <laughs> because that's all I have the, the cojones to do because I will not try to flip it or do it, anything with a helicopter that big in the backyard, <laughs> in my tiny backyard. But um, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see. Um, so with that, though, I've had very little motivation to do anything in the hobby, like as far as like I have that scale heli, right? That 450 to to mock up and try to do something with. I still have the gasser, mm-hmm. you know, um, what did I call it? The diet kit or whatever, the fan cover and the um, velocity stack for the intake. And it's still sitting there like, you know, I just I don't know. I just haven't had the motivation to like. You know, get off my ass and actually do the stuff. Um, I'm focusing more, I think, on the car and trying to get the garage cleaned up and get that sorted. Um, you know, like I said, I have been hanging some planes up, throwing some stuff away and cleaning up. And, and I guess that's somewhat in the hobby-ish, but it's not, that's not really the hobby for me. Like, the, for me, the hobby is to go to the field, hang out, shoot the shit with the guys, have a whole bunch of laughs. You know, put some, you know, lay some flights down and have fun, right? And I can't do any of it, so I'm kind of just like, eh. Even Facebook, I don't really do much on Facebook anymore because of that. You know, just I, I, I'm losing this motivation, which is bad because, you know, I'm, I still really want to be in a hobby and fly and everything, but it's just because you know we're in this weird 
quarantine type of or recommended quarantine or whatever it is or socialism or whatever you call it, Kevin, um, that I just don't know like what to do. And so I've been keeping my my sanity by doing other things around the house, you know, fixing things and doing some cleaning and, and stuff. So, you know, that I guess that's how I cope. A lot of self-medication. Oh, sorry. I mean, doing chores. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? Dude, I can go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead, Kim. Uh, how am I coping with it? Uh, I've always been a guy that looks at numbers because they won't lie to you. Not at all. <laughs> so I always look at numbers and I always try to do the math. And uh, that's how I cope with this. Like in Jersey, there's 9 million people and we have roughly 68. Uh, is it 68,000 people that have it? Uh, and if you do that math, still the, the, uh, chances of you even running into somebody that has it is like, uh, 0.7%. Even if you round up to, um, 70,000. Yeah. Well, if the club was still open, you might have gotten it from one of our club members. I know they definitely have it. Yeah. I know one of our club members that has it. Yep. And then your chances of surviving it are like, what is yeah. it, ninety five percent? Yeah, uh, that's there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I always look at that's how I personally cope with it. Like I look at the numbers, and uh, another another eye opening site that I've recently become aware of is um, World Health uh, Organization World Meters Info Info, and you have to look at this. I don't look at this and believe it's gospel because I'm not a huge fan of the world health organization to begin with because they're kind of anything China says they do. So, uh, um, I look at this with, you know, I take the site with a grain of salt, I guess, Mm -hmm. as I say, but uh, just to the things we don't hear about that are, that are amazing at this point, we have a total of 125,000 deaths from this virus so far this year. The amount of suicides is, is, uh, is a 300,000 this year. The amount of traffic accidents worldwide, uh, are like 380,000. Just when you look at some of the stuff, 280,000 people have died from malaria this year. Do we, do we hear about that? We never hear about that. AIDS is almost 500,000. But what if we hadn't started really right. locking oh, sure. down? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what if we didn't take all these precautions? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be, you know, five times that? Oh, possibly. Hundred times, but if I yeah, ask you exponentially, right? Homes, I mean, but basically, a nursing home gets it. I mean, they just all die, right? Yeah. But I mean, if I asked you how many people, I mean, according to, this is according to this website. So, like I said, don't believe it's gospel. Uh, I mean, so who who fund who not funds it? Well, I mean, that could be a question too. But who who populates that data in that website? Like, where is that coming from? Is it from who or yeah, World Health Organization? Mostly, and when you can click on an individual tab, they have offices all over the world, and they're supposed to be, you know, reporting from and, the regions. And but, I'm guessing, um, I'm guessing it's based on previous years too, because the numbers are always incrementing. Uh, you know, previous years of COVID being around, but COVID wasn't around previous years. Not 19, at least some other variant of SARS. Yes. No, I'm not talking about COVID. Just like people have died of hunger today. Uh, just oh, yeah. some of the some of the the stats Global on this stat. site are amazing. Like, 
if I asked you how many how many abortions were done, uh, you know, this year, you wouldn't tell me twelve million worldwide. Uh, if I asked you how many people died today, you wouldn't tell me twenty one thousand or no. Yeah, is it no twenty seven thousand people have died of hunger today alone? I mean, that's what this website's telling me. That's kind of a hard number to believe. Twenty seven thousand from starvation just today. Yeah, according just to one twenty four hour period. Hunger I see stats. Now, see now, now this is where you have you to look at any it. of the stats. Then this is where you have to look at it because the hunger stats are coming from the United Nations World Food Program. They could be also incorporating other things into that number because they're a World Food Program. Uh, the United Nations Children Fund, yeah, the UNICEF. Uh, uh-huh. They're also a program that, you know, I don't want to say relies on the stats to be higher, but, uh, sure. you know, for their donations and stuff, you don't, you don't mm-hmm. know what's. So, um, but even, so this is where, this is where my mind comes into it and how I cope with stuff. Like I look at stats like this. I've always like looked to the, the worst side of the number. So if I can double it, that makes me feel better. Like if, if I doubled that original thing that I said about, you know, 90 million or 9 million people in Jersey and 70,000 people have it. If I, you know, raise it to 140, that's like 1.4% chance of running into somebody with it. Um, so let me I, ask you this. I kind of, I kind of do that in my head. Go ahead. Uh, you're saying you're, uh, look at these as your kind of way of coping. Are you looking at it this way to make so that you feel better, that you're not in danger, and so you don't have to worry? Or are you looking at it that this is crazy and we don't need to be isolated because the the numbers aren't big enough to warrant this response? Well, that's that's an interesting question, man. For my mind, coping when I go to the food store down the street, this is what's kind of in my mind saying, you know, I, I have a more, the, the percentage of me dying on the way to the food store is greater than me actually getting this virus in the food store. That, mm-hmm. that kind of just is yeah. in my head. And dude, I could be huh? completely wrong, but I look at numbers and, and I just, you know, like I said, they, they, they don't lie to you. Uh, they yeah, are, I mean, they are. It's well, crapshoot. Yeah, it's crapshoot. True numbers, right? I I don't believe that site to tell you the truth. Which is exactly craps is exactly the way I play craps. I I bet on the highest odds and numbers, and and dude, I've made some money being against the numbers. So you know, yeah. That being said, you know, I kind of like diffused my own argument slightly. But in these times of crisis, I look at this that that kind of stuff. You know, I just I. You know, like I, my wife's like that. She looks at the numbers. And she's like, "We have nothing to worry about." But I mean, nothing says you're not going to be that four percent, oh sure, percent yeah. or whatever, right? So you might end up just being another number, and you know, another statistic. And it's like I rather that we take this precaution, even though it's it's hurting us as a country, as an economy, as global economy, and all of that. But you know, if that it's if we take these precautions and we're at four percent and not at thirty percent, yeah, it's worth it. Oh, it definitely. Mm-hmm. I, right. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't bring up these numbers in that I think it's ridiculous what we're doing because you have to remember that the entire world is kind of like on lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. There's I, there's sympathy in numbers. You know, the, things, that that kind of helps. 
helps me. You know, you know, I'm not the only one that's uh, kind of cooped up. It it yeah. It definitely helps me out when I got to go to the food store. I don't think it's a big waste of time uh, doing what we're doing. I don't think it's. I don't know. I I just. Uh, it's it's really a strange place right now. It's it's because this is the United States yeah. of America. We're we're free people, and mm-hmm. some of the stuff I've heard in the news is stuff that was going on in China like three months ago, and we said, "Oh, that'll never happen here," where they're going mm-hmm. into somebody's house and pulling them out, or you know, stopping people in the street and throwing them in 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 the police car, you know, because uh, they're out and they shouldn't be out. And it's just like, come on, you know, it, I don't know. We got to start using our head a little bit. Uh, cause a guy in the middle of the ocean on a, on a surfboard or, you know, uh, you know, by himself is, is really not the guy who's spreading it to a thousand people. You know what I mean? It's just, we kind of, kind of use our head a little bit. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, if, if some, if they did arrest somebody doing something like that, they're taking more of a chance spreading the virus by arresting by them. getting closer to him. Yeah. Yeah. Getting close to him, handling them, you know? For for what, you know, it's going to be interesting when this is. I mean, hopefully this dies down, and you know, because I don't know how much more the economy can take, and it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of this. Uh, but I, I don't want to go far from the original question of how I'm coping with it. But uh, hey, man, I got I got stuff around the house to do when I'm not working. Uh, I I'm not at this point to the end of the paychecks where I'm like, you know, not going to be able to pay my bills, which is good. Uh, I've kind of prepared on the job for this probably over the last couple of years where I kind of got into a little bit of, um, not bushcraft, but just field camping type stuff. And, you know, Steve's seen me do it at the field where if I'm hungry and I want something hot, if we're out in a kind of a cold winter day or something, I can I can whip something up pretty good, so I'll do that on the job site, or I'll bring my lunch, you know that kind of stuff. But I stopped going to Quick Check. I don't go anywhere but the job and home, you know. Uh, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't want to. I don't want to risk it. I'm really good with washing my hands. I got. Uh, I've always carried hand sanitizer on me, and about a week before this really dropped and and stuff went crazy, I bought a giant bottle of hand sanitizer because I had happened to run out at the right time. So I got that. Uh, my wife is like, you know, I'm, I'm at the store and we need to get toilet paper. And I'm like, we haven't even dipped into the 18 rolls that we have downstairs that I told you was going to last six months or six, 60 days easy, you know, between the two of us. And we have backups for that. But it's just like, you know, that's that's I like going back to the numbers. That's how I cope with things. You know, <clears throat> how about you, George? How are you coping? Well, um. You know, I, I really, I, I don't worry. I don't worry a bit about the coronavirus itself. I, I, I really don't. I don't worry about, you know, if I'll get real sick or this or that, or even if I'll die. I'm worried about how society will react if the shelves keep getting more and more empty uh-huh. at these at these WalMarts and these other places. You know that that's that's what has me on edge you know i've i've kind of um i'm self-medicating a little bit there i've increased my prescription meds um a little bit self-prescribed to um to kind of cope with it but 
I guess just anxiety of that kind of watching out, keeping it, you know, I'm kind of, I kind of live out in the country, but I still, um, even here at home, I'm a little bit more uh, vigilant than I was just, uh, two or three weeks ago. Just keep an eye on things, you know, stirs up some old feelings and, uh, but nothing I can't deal with, nothing I can't just talk myself down from. But really, as far as the virus part, I don't worry about it that much. I don't um, I don't wear any mask or anything like that. I pretty much just stay here unless I need to go down to the lo- little local grocery down here and, and get some supplies. But I usually just leave it sitting out on the porch for a while and maybe spray it down. But uh I think if you just worry about the germs, I mean, I've always been really good about washing my hands several times a day and, and being careful about how I open doors and stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll go out of my way to open a door way up high or something just to, to keep from getting germs, just the flu, you know, or a bad cold or something, you know, way before coronavirus, I was kind of always like that. So I just don't really worry so much about it. It, you know, if I if I do catch it, I just don't want to spread it to anybody else. So you don't My open the door works. with your mouth like I've been doing. I gotta stop that. Nah, nah. All right, good. I mean, you know, <laughs> the 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 worrisome part about this, George, is um, you can spread it to everyone you know before you even know you have it. Right. right. Yeah. That's right. the shitty part about it. And everybody and has, if you caught it and you were sick a day later, no problem. But when you don't get sick for 10 days, you've spread it to everyone you know and love by the time you realize it's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the scary part of it. I've heard four days uh, it, you'll show symptoms. Is, is that not what you guys have heard? No. Some people no. don't show any symptoms. 14 is kind of whatsoever. The, Okay. If you can go 14 with no symptoms, you're clear. Assuming you've been completely isolated, not been exposed again by someone. Yeah. And I was going to add, you know, everybody has a, a, you know, God willing, they're still alive. Everybody has parents and grandparents, uh, you know, um, so that's like, and they're more susceptible to death from this virus. So it's like, that's the last person you want to spread it to, you know? See that that's where I'm at. That's like, I'm not overly concerned myself of getting it. Right. Like, you know, I'm pretty healthy. I'm not too old and this and that, but if I get it and don't know it and then bring it and give it to my dad or somebody, yeah, get them sick. And I mean, Mm -hmm. that would just suck. So that's why I'm being cautious myself. Yep. Yep. My mom will be, She'll be uh, 88 here in about, I think, another week, maybe two weeks. And, uh, yeah, you know, have to stand outside of her window and talk to her. But it's just, you know, until we get a vaccine for this, these people are just going to be at such a high risk that we're just going to have to. Now we drop off our groceries on the back of her car and take them out of the bags, put the pieces out there. She's got a nice car for it, but, and then she'll spray them off, pick them up, carry them in the house. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 
So I guess uh, George and Andy, where you guys live, they're not enforcing any like mask rule or anything because no. up here, we I can't go into any store without a mask anymore. Yeah, <clears throat> just was requirement uh, this yeah. weekend. Yeah. No, we we don't have a lot of people. Well, and then here's the other problem: they're not testing anyone around here that's not basically right. freaking dead. Right. So Fever or whatever. We, right. mm-hmm. we don't know how many, but there could be thousands walking around with it, and nobody knows. But we've only had a few die and a few confirmed cases in the hospital, so they're not really enforcing anything. Well, that's where the distancing comes into, which is is yeah. fine in my my mind, you know. Yeah. 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 And the, the the population density, of course, is way less down here anyway. Yeah. Even in the towns, it's less than probably where you guys are. Yeah. Mm. I mean, when you consider New York City has now more cases than the uh, Italy, the entire country of Italy, yeah. and New York City is, geez, ten square miles. I don't even know what it is. I know it's ten miles long and. Or four miles long, uh, Manhattan makes makes me well, hyperventilate. It, Think about it. <laughs> is is it just in Manhattan, or is it like no, I'm doing air quotes the city, which is the five boroughs, the five boroughs, which yeah, just way bigger than that, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and nonetheless, it's like it's so dense that like one person gets it, and it's like it's you know the the uh, the doomsday scenario, like picture of the mm-hmm. world and like you see little red spots and all of a sudden it's like one day two day one week and the whole thing's covered yeah. <laughs> like that's the city yeah. <laughs> you know well, i think that's initially what they were worried about was that yes uh exponential curve which the my my I, I watched a youtube video on it and they were trying to explain what what exponential means and people don't understand that two to the second power and then two to the third power and i'm like this is the easiest way to understand exponential Tell your boss the beginning of the month, I'll work for a penny starting on the first day of the month, and you just double my salary. And <laughs> if you day. write that out on yeah. paper, you guys have probably heard this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's by the end of the month, uh, figure out how much money you're going to be making per day. Uh, that's exponential. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we've done a, a good job of of. Uh, my biggest worry now and, and how how I'm how I'm coping with it and what what I think about is going on is you know what's going to happen when we start to go get things back to work you know when we start going back to work I I I don't I have no problem with scanning everybody to to see if they have a fever um, yeah I have no problem with the, the the keeping the social distancing I don't know how kids are going to go back to school I don't know if they've figured that out because that uh, that's going to be a tough one. You know, there's until they be a have lot of, a vac- vaccine. There's going to be a lot of new, you know, social etiquette yeah. questions. Oh, you know, is, sure. is it okay to, you know, carry a AK-47 strapped across your back into <laughs> Walmart? Well, um, not an AK, but, but an AR-15, yes. <laughs> no, AK-47. Well, and I, I think of the young kids, dude. Hold how do you stop. even, how do you even uh, nowadays, like after the, this summer, how do you even... Uh, ask a girl on a date for crying out loud! I even, you know, that's just going to be so yeah, bizarre. Same way they do now, anyway. Don't worry about over that text stuff. messages. Come yeah, on. that's true. Yeah, yeah. so I guess they're all swiping that. for that now. Yeah, they just swipe, swipe left. left, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, the other thing, uh, well, one of the things I've noticed a lot, and which which irks me a little, it's like I'll see parents out there with their kids, and 
they have masks on, but it's not even covering their nose or half their face. Like, it's half their mouth open. You know, like, it's just not very on there well. And, like, I will not let Hunter go out to any stores because I'm worried that he's going to touch something and it's someone else who yeah. touched that item. And then he always takes everything and, like, when he eats, he right in the stuffs mouth. half his hand down his mouth, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So, like, I don't want, like, if Hunter's going out, he has to stay in the car kind of deal because I know I can't trust him to not touch something and then touch his face. Yeah. Um, Chloe, she's 13. You know, it's still hard for her, but I, I can probably trust her a little bit more about doing that, you know, if I tell her not to. Um, but I see parents out there with young babies and, you know, at, at the grocery store and they're kind of wearing masks or at Target. And they're, oh, man, I'm just like, why? I mean, I guess if you have to, but they have curbside, like, delivery. Like, every place is curbside. Like, I went to yeah. Olive Garden last night and they brought my food to the car and they, like, kept their distance too which was interesting because they put it on the tray and slide the tray to you and then you pull it off the tray but you know when you're at a store like your kid if someone has it in the store they're probably definitely going to get it because they're not going to do social distancing they're not going to do um like wash your hands and all that stuff like they're just you know they're going to touch everything and rub Much their eyes you tell them they just it- Young they're, kids they're, are the worst. Yeah, yeah, they're kids. They're not going to listen or they're not just going to remember, right? It'll just kind of come in one year and not the other. So I, I, I don't know. I, I look at their parents it's like, really? Is that really the right thing for you to do right now in this, this day and age with all this shit going on? You know? I saw a family at the dollar store down here the other day. Uh, here's all three of them. The man and wife, they come in first which is a, a no-no, just send one person inside. They've got buggies. Yeah. You need stuff, you know, one, one yeah, there's person. There's no reason for It's half the chance for. of two yes. people. But here they go in. They've got, they've got masks on, you know, look like decent masks, but they, they had these like blue Playtex um, gloves on that came halfway up their wrist. And they, they're going in here and they look like, you know, they're going in for surgery or something. But they go in there and fool around. They come out two or three times going back and forth in the car. And so I, I forget now. I think the woman goes back to the car the last time. And then this little boy gets out of the car. He's dressed up like that. Got the big blue gloves on and everything. And here he goes in with the dad. And they stay in there for 30 minutes. And I'm thinking, you know, wh- why didn't you just go in there and just sling slobber everywhere and get it over with? <laughs> you know, yeah. little kid. You know, lifting up his mask, like you say, it was hanging below his nose. And I, it's amazing how many adults I see like that. I just want to smack yeah. them and say, yeah. you can wear it, wear it right. But um, yeah, the, if, if you're going to go in the store and you've got 14 kids, you know, yeah. lock them in the car. I guarantee you nobody will take them. They'll, if they do, they'll bring them back probably. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the other car. thing I notice is uh, gloves, right? Cool. Wear gloves. Sure. But don't touch your phone in your wallet after or your car or your do- or yeah. drive with your mask and your gloves on in the car. Yeah. You just contaminate your whole car. Yeah, that's stupid. You so don't like, even really need gloves. No, you don't. Just no, just wash your hands, your hands and don't touch your face. Don't <laughs> right? stick your like, finger up your nose. Yeah. No, oops. You know, if you're going to pick your nose, hand sanitize first, right? It's not a big deal. Okay, well, then I'm I, all right. Published, then. I published a surefire way to to prevent the spread of this. I don't know if y'all read that or not. It could save hundreds of thousands of lives if people would just implement it. Straight jacket? No. 
No. Is it the dog it, cones? You know, they, they've, they've proven that, you know, 99.9% <laughs> of the spread comes from touching your face with your hands. Yeah. Well, think about this. This is what got me thinking about this. You know, toilet paper has been short and everything. And when you find it, it's, it's just not the best quality. So we had some the other day that was not the best in the world. Let's just say there was a little penetration through it. And as I, as I raised my hand up, I'm like, damn, that stinks. And I thought, I would never touch my face with that smell on my hand. So I thought, well, I'll just wipe the other one up to the crack of my honey and so both of them will match so <laughs> so here you got that that stank on both hands you know it's like there's no way i can't make myself touch my face so i thought i, I you know I, i've saved all these lives and uh, so george I, is not going to die from coronavirus but he will die from black plague is that what you're telling he'll, us? he'll just have a lot of pink eye <laughs> pink pink well, no, we, we got past that. So, you know, got washed up and everything. So I thought, well, what else have I got? I thought, oh, I know. I've got, I've got some scent, you know, for like dough scent. I thought, should I better not use that dough scent? There's quite a few bucks around here. I might get molested or something, but, <laughs> but I did have, I did have a little vial of some old, uh, skunk scent. Oh, and I mean, boy. oh, I mean, it's, it's horrible. So I dabbed a little bit out with a, with a swab and I thought, I'm just going to put, I'm just going to barely tiny touch the back of my index fingers with it. And I experimented with it for like half a day. And I'm not kidding you. I'd get my fingers just within two feet of my face and it, that'd be it. I couldn't make myself touch my face. It will alarm you every time. Before you, you know, it makes it hard. It makes it hard to eat, though. I mean, have you ever tried to hold a Big Mac with your with your elbows? I mean, <laughs> what do it's you use skunk scent for? The mask. I have here. an idea. I have yeah. an idea because it also works for social distancing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You could. No one will come by you. <laughs> yeah. You'd definitely stay a fur piece from me. We'll see. <laughs> My face usually takes care of the social distancing. George doesn't have that problem because he's a good-looking guy. I don't know. They say I look mean. I'm, I'm pretty tall. and and. Uh, well, what they do yeah. to ward off vampires, they hung garlic around your neck. I guess you could do that, too. Right? Mm -hmm. Skunk oil. Well, I'm just saying, garlic. you will not touch your face. If you put some stank on the back of your index fingers, I don't care what it is, you know, I, I do suggest something sanitary. But, you know, there's all kind. there's like, you know, I don't know, some kind of stinky. Um, Fish bait. Yeah, exactly. Perfect idea. Or, I don't know, that stuff that. Women used to put in their hair. What do they call it? Dippity do. I can remember my mom pull off the highway and we'd smell that stuff. <laughs> uh, she'd had her hair done. Jeez. I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, anything that smells real strong, put it on the back of your index fingers. You will not touch your hands to your face. There's some stuff I use on a 3D printer for adhesion, and that stuff oh, that, reeks, that man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying it's like to find a, it, like, it's mag- like magic goo or something it's called. Yes, and it's the yeah. same thing that they used to use for um, the wheels and printers. Horrible smelling. Yeah. But there's a lot of things you could use, but, you know, that might help. If you if you can't, if, you know, if you watch other people, like people working in food service or whatever, they'll have their mask on, and they'll, I don't care if they've got gloves on or whatever, they'll pull that mask down, and they'll touch their nose within five minutes. Uh-huh. Every time. Yeah, unless, they've worked, unless they've worked in healthcare or pretty, something. Pretty astounding how few people understand cross-contamination. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you wear gloves and you touch everything and then you touch your face with the glove, well, you just to, defeated the whole purpose of the glove. To start right, with. right. Yeah. yeah. You got to do what my wife does. She she does, uh, or ele- a good electrician. <laughs> a good electrician, the first thing he'll tell you, I'm working on this panel, he'll say, well, what hand's your screwdriver in? My right hand. He'll tell you, well, put your left hand in your pocket. That's exactly what you got to do with this virus, man. You you put yeah. a glove on one hand and you don't use the other hand for anything other than taking your glove off and don't touch inside your car, you know, with your glove. Oh, take it off before you get inside. And yeah, when you walk, don't your car, throw it on the ground. Out. No, don't no. throw it on the ground. Turn no, it inside you just out. take the gloves out inside out, right? And you can touch the inside part of the glove. Let's throw right. it on the floorboard. Yeah. And they say this yeah. stuff only lasts three days uh, maximum. I I think that's probably. You know, yeah. a, a huge like guesstimate. Yeah, it depends on the humidity and the heat and temperature so, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so anything you think you might have or UV mm-hmm. have gotten contaminated, leave it somewhere for three days, or leave your you know your Amazon package. Leave that. I like. I'll pick that up with my with a stick, you know, and leave it in the garage for three days, and then I'll go down there and open it up or whatever. Your mail, the yeah. same thing. You know, it's probably actually less than three days on it cardboard. Probably is. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's actually longer on cardboard than it is on hard surfaces because it's porous. Yeah, but yeah. it sucks the moisture out of the droplets. It's only in droplets, so stainless and steel and plastic and stuff can hold the droplet longer than the paper will absorb it right up. Mm. The virus is dead. And I think that's the other thing. There's so much misinformation out there. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't know what it is. Like you don't know what is the proper way of doing anything. So, you know, I know a lot of everything. I know there's a lot of videos out there, especially in the hobby. People are like calling people COVIDiots and all this stuff and whatnot. But like, I mean, it's it's hard not to be one if you know you believe the internet and the news channels. So you try to do what they say, but really it's misinformation because they're misinformed too or or you know they didn't do the research or whatever the case may be so well dude you know you you got control over the stuff that comes in your house as far as your mail you can take that with a glove and you can leave it somewhere for three days and you know who knows if three days does anything though you don't don't get your mail every day get it every three days and and just do that kind of thing you know you're gonna go to your food store and get food but yeah okay what are you gonna do about that i mean that's where you're gonna that's where you're going to get it if you're going to get it from anywhere. You know, you can't be like, uh, I guess you could hose down everything in Lysol, but uh, I don't know. Who's who's doing that? I'm not doing that. Oh. So, I mean, and I see the people in the food stores that are working there, at least the last time I was there was two weeks ago, 
You know, they didn't. Nobody had a mask on. They were the guys that were out. Uh, putting no, this everyone stuff on. has a mask on. I I went there. Well, now yeah, last weekend or something. Or no, no, like last weekend or the week before. Like they wouldn't. The deli's closed. Like they would package. Like you know, well, potato the deli, salad, yeah. stuff like that. But I'm, but, I'm but like talking about the guys stocking the shelves. Neither one of those guys had mask on at the local Acme mm-hmm. by me here. Uh, I did a shop right in Ledgewood. Not Ledgewood. Yeah, yeah, Ledgewood, yeah. Sukasana, yep. and. And everyone's been wearing masks and gloves, as far as oh, I remember, good. at least for the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, but like, wh- but what does the gloves do if you touch your face or you touch your eye or you scratch your balls or whatever? You know, like it doesn't do anything, anyways. You know, it's it's interesting the way people humans react with um, first thing you do when you put your gloves on, you touch stick your, your finger up your butt. And get that smell in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So you don't touch your face. <laughs> Works but every time. It, it's really interesting. Like, um, So let's say before COVID, right? Before all this shit happened, right? People who work in the food industry, you know, you're supposed to wear gloves, right? When you handle food. and But, like, if you wear gloves, people wear gloves to protect themselves. They don't wear gloves to protect you or the food that you're about to eat. It's to protect their hands from getting dirty. If their hands are dirty, they're going to wash their hands. If their gloves get dirty, they ain't going to wash the gloves. So what ends up happening? It contaminates your food. So it's like, I don't know. It's like this whole thing where, like, do gloves actually make people more sanitary? I'm shrugging here. I don't know. No, I don't know. I think people are just nasty in general. Well, yeah, of course. I agree with that. You can't even buy gloves at Harbor Freight. Harbor Freight has, like, the biggest... Stock of nitro gloves, and you can't find them anywhere anymore. It's crazy. I just I wear my welding gloves when I go out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you want to move on to the next question? Yeah, let's let's see how is it affecting you. <laughs> how is it affecting you? Jesus, I want to take this question because yes. this is going to be a short show. I'll I tell know. you. I'll tell you exactly how this is affecting me. Today, I had to wear a mask because. The public service sites that I work on, normally I, there's nobody there. Sometimes I go into where they store the trucks and they dispatch the guys out and all that kind of stuff, which I went to today. And now it's mandatory that if you're on their site, you have to wear a mask. And my company issued out masks, and, man, I wore one today for the first time, and I wanted to freaking uh, I wanted to tear my throat out. It was so bad that the problem with it is I wear glasses, and there's always a little tiny sliver between my nose and the mask. And when I breathe out, it fogs my glasses up. up. Yeah. So now so I'm taking electrical tape and I'm taping the mask to my nose so I can at least work <laughs> and see. Because I, otherwise I got to take my, you talk about not touching your face. Otherwise I got to yeah. take my glasses off every five minutes to clean them so I can actually see. So it's affecting me in that respect. And obviously affecting all of us in the workload that we have or lack of and it's also affecting my wife she works in a hospital every day and man she's a trooper but she's she's stressed you know i mean she's been working from home though right like she can do no job from home right no no she they will not let her work from home yet so she's been going in every day and uh yeah this just sucks and you know so she's kind of on the front lines and uh or in the same building. She's not a nurse, so she doesn't do the nursing thing. Um, yeah. But she's in the same building where it is, so you're just constantly hearing about it. 
I don't know. And uh, I'd like to hear something else in the news other than this. That's how it's affecting me. Uh, yeah. Just this constant talk about it. Uh, I'm sure the president's tired of doing a damn press conference every freaking day uh, for two hours. And I don't know. I, I, I don't want to get too political, but though I think the right thing has been done. I, I definitely think so. But, man, the damage to the economy, like George was saying, I don't know, man. We got we to gotta reopen the you know, the dam a little bit, let some, uh, yeah. come up with a plan, you know, uh, yeah. use the scanners to, to scan the temperature. And I think that's what Disneyland is doing. You're not going to, you're not allowed in the park. If you show any kind of temperature above normal, but can't you spread it for several days before you start running a fever? That's yeah. the problem. I guess. Yeah. So yeah. What, what good is scanning temperatures? Yeah. That's only going to catch the people that are already bad. I right. guess, they I guess they that's should way just their way of. They should only allow people who've had COVID, because once yeah. you have it, you have it, right? They don't know that either. I mean, I'm hearing. Yeah, they said that they've got like about a hundred cases yeah. in China, but you know, who knows if that's true or not? I can't yeah. believe any numbers that come out of China. When this number yeah. that, like, I look at that one uh, website, YouTube site, and it hasn't changed a bit in like two weeks. You're telling yeah, me that 30, not one person 30, has gotten, yeah, thirty some hundred deaths. Give me a break. They, they've three, got three thousand. Uh, yeah, thirty three hundred. It says, and that's been the same mold. way for the last like two weeks. Yeah, no, that's BS. They, they're not reporting. It. I don't think they're reporting anything anymore. Yeah, I'd say they've got hundreds, thousands, if not millions, dead. No, I think we'll all find out years from now. Definitely, they just, they just burn them up. Yeah. But that's how it's affecting me. Um, Is that all of us? I have a, I have, I, you know, I try to, I try to maintain a positive outlook. I know it's not easy to do, but uh, hey, man, yeah, I've got stuff stocked up that, you know, hey, if I use it, I use it, uh, and I've gotten some plywood off jobs that I've been building stuff out of. I've gotten some wood here and there, man. My table saw has come out of that shed. Almost every nice. day last week, yeah, I'm ripping stuff down. I'm I'm building stuff left and right. I got a nice router bit with a little ball bearing on it, adjustable sizes that I can, you know, recess like back panels in and stuff like that. Just all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been having I've been having a lot of fun just finishing up little projects and uh, getting stuff yeah. done. Yeah, nice. So, so, how about you guys? Uh, for me, I think it's affected me a lot. Um, it's funny like we buy food like as much food as we can buy and fill our fridge up and it's still not enough I, I, just because we're eating in I mean we still order food or take out and stuff here and there but like I'm used to working so I use, I'm used to eating breakfast out I'm used to eating lunch out Yeah. now all those meals are now inside so even though we buy groceries like double even triple the amount like we buy like 36 or no we yeah I think we buy yeah, two 18 packs of eggs. And we're like, okay, that'll last us, you know, two weeks. No, that lasts us like four days. We eat like eight to ten eggs for the family. Wow. When we cook breakfast because think about it. There's four of us. Yeah. So at the very least, it's like two eggs per person. And, you know, once in a while, like I want to scramble some eggs and make, you know, and make it three eggs or whatever. Um, so easily it's like ten eggs every day we go through. So wow. how long does 36 last? Not yeah. long at all. Yeah. If we eat breakfast every morning, like eggs and whatever, right? Um, so it's hard to 
planned that because we I mean my wife was like we should buy another fridge <laughs> and I'm like no I don't want to buy or another freezer. fridge or we have or a freezer small you know cube she, freezer yep. yeah and she heard like on the news that like this big you know pork slaughterhouses you know shutting down for a little bit and she, there's gonna be a shortage of pork out there or whatever and and I'm like. We're not buying a freezer so we can stock up more on like you know pork belly or something like that. We're you know, like we could eat chicken or we could eat beef. I don't care. Like we could eat fish. We you know <laughs> like you know. Um, but it's it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard to like. It's hard to go shopping anymore. And I really I think the the most impact is my kids. I feel really bad for them because they're just stuck in the house all day. Like yes, me and Maria will go out. And like we'll go out and we'll kind of take turns. Like she'll go into Target and you know, and I'll go into Walmart. And so we don't kind of try to limit things, or whatever. But like nonetheless, it's like you know we have to go out to do what we have to do. But the kids can't. We're, you know, we're not gonna allow them to go out, so they just sit home all day. Yeah, which drives them cabin fever crazy. You know, the the working from home bit is is actually really nice. Like for me, um, it's kind of my I, I don't know if it's like. I want to say dream, but it's kind of my hope eventually to go full remote and be able to work from home every day and not have to do a, a five to six hour commute each day. So so that's been nice. But on the flip side, it's like the kids are with me, the wife's with me. So it's like a lot of additional noise in the house. There's a lot of like disruption, you know, disruption and, and disturbance in my day. Like Andre just I'll be in a meeting and he'll just come next to me and be like, Hi, hi, screaming into the mic, <laughs> screaming into the camera and everything, you know, and everyone's cool about it. My job's cool about, you know, the family and the interruptions and stuff like that. But it's you know, it does it does get a little tiresome after week after week after week. You're like, Hunter, stay back, but watch they, TV, relax. That's happening know? on national media though, on national all, news all and stuff. Everybody's yeah, everybody has yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm, you know, but how is it really? If, you know, like, yes, I know everyone's going through this. I'm not alone, but it's it's affecting me in ways like that. But on the flip side, oh man, like I sign off for work around five thirty six p.m. and like it's still daylight out. I can go and work in the garage. I can clean the garage. I can go work on the Miata outside. Like, yeah, it's awesome for that stuff. You know. Um, yeah, I mean the the honey do list is getting shorter, you know, just like things like that. Like we're able to do the things that was hard to find time for before. You know, I'm playing with Hunter more, and then you know, with the kids and everything, hanging out with them more too, which is awesome in my opinion. You know, to have that that you know key tea with them. And so, yeah. So I mean, it's not all negative. I think there is right. definitely some positives that are coming out of this. Uh, this whole quarantine lockdown thing, um, COVID thing. But, you know, I, I, I do want to see like, and I'm, I'm hoping that like news and other people are kind of showing like there's light at the end of this tunnel. Like there is hope that, yeah. you know, we're going to get out of this. We're going to bounce back. Our economy is going to bounce back. People are going to find jobs and different jobs and stuff and better jobs, hopefully. And, you know, better jobs. Yeah. yeah and our economy is going to, go you know um it's gonna be even stronger and better than ever right there's a number too man you gotta look at that number uh because the the dow if it's any you know the futures is is around twenty three thousand today i mean i think that's still better than eight years ago uh at at its peak uh we lost a lot of points yeah but man that it hasn't it, it dipped down you know under 20 and around 18 
And uh, I know there's not a lot of people working because of the traffic on the road right now. But uh, for the for the futures to be there, there is that light at the end of the tunnel. You know, that's what it's telling me. Right. Mm-hmm. If you think about how much money they're going to get, they're dumping into the economy right now. Once people come back to work, that that's all seed that'll you know that that'll help. So where that's does the money come from? <laughs> no, we just borrow it. The feds borrow just it print it or make it, print it out, and yeah, we're borrowing it we'll from ourselves. I think we'll probably forfeit on everything we owe China now. It's not like yeah, they have we just cost. be like, hey, you guys gave us this, so we ain't giving you shit back, <laughs> right? <laughs> no trillions of dollars, please. No, yeah, no, that, no. <laughs> that too is going to be interesting to see what uh, what uh, effect it's going to have on the relationship with China. Yeah, I'll tell you, dude, <laughs> I'm gonna do my best to buy american stuff i mean it's tough now because not a lot of stuff is made in america but uh and like steve was saying a lot of stuff gets imported and uh i know firsthand my harley from 1973 everybody said oh yeah that's american motorcycle not when you see stamped in mexico on the the speedo drive and not when you see made in china on this part it's yeah it's not exactly on your front forks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. That's when, you know. That's when AMF took over. I but, used to be a Harley Davidson mechanic. But the uh, the internet is good for that. I mean, you can do your research and find out what companies are truly making stuff in America, and you know, I'm sure there's yeah. going to be a lot more uh, opening up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think definitely, you know, we should do our best to do that. Um, at the very least, I'm going to order something. That if even if it's you know I mean I'll probably get crucified for this but even though it's made in China, at least it's sold by an American. It's sold mm-hmm. by someone who is making their profit in this country, not in another country. Yeah, yeah. you know, at the very least, like you know, right. been, the, because of the hobby we're wrong. in, yeah, it's going to be almost impossible not to buy stuff in from China. Yeah, I mean, think about the the shit I've been ordering for my Miata, right? Like. You know, besides like the roll cage being mild steel that's formed and made in America, cool. But like all the like the steering wheel guy was twenty five bucks. I ain't buying a twenty five dollars American steering wheel. That's that definitely came from China. But I only sort by U.S. only sellers, and I want at least that money, at least the profits of that money, at least partial profits to be at least in Americans' hands, not right. in you know some whatever person right. you know i'm not trying to be racist or anything but some person in a different country that like has a website and all they're doing is posting on ebay here's the best price i could give or, you yeah, and you know or aliexpress yeah where you yeah know, yeah all AliExpress or any of those. Right and, yeah yeah exactly i'd rather have you know that percentage of you know the the margins right that, that we spoke about with the hobby before um and at least those find, margins are staying in america and you could find good deals uh still with stuff that's made in America, the front bumper on my Jeep was under four hundred dollars, yeah. man, and that came from Texas. Yeah, uh, I researched that. I was looking for a shorty bumper, and yeah, I mean, no, you can I find the deals. Yeah, yeah. oh, they'll, they'll, it'll be easier to buy American here within the next year. I think there'll so. be more. There'll be more incentives for companies to bring back. And listen, some of it's going to be uh, just uh, critical stuff like ingredients for medicines and things like that. They're going to bring that back as I part of, you know, so. that's, part, that's part of our national defense, really. Yeah. I mean, if we can't, you know, we can't uh, make medicine treat people. It's pretty bad. There's core things that we really need to keep here. Hey, thank God, God we're 
I, I said this before. I don't know if I said it last week, but uh, thank God we're oil independent for the most part yeah. because come, you're, you're not telling me that come, other countries would at this point in a crisis in America wouldn't raise their prices on oil if we were dependent on another country. Uh, for sure. And then wanting to be dealing behind the scenes. Yeah. We'll lower our prices if this, this and this happens. You know, I, I'm, I'm very, that's a one positive thing to take out of this too. You know, yeah. we could be paying $4 it's a gallon for gasoline. It's hurting our, our local oil companies though right now. I mean, it's really a lot, a lot of these, uh, people doing fracking and stuff like that. I mean, you know, that's where we're getting a lot of gas and stuff now through shale. And uh, this these low energy prices are, are really hurting a lot of these companies that were like, you know, started out with capital and just now really kind of getting where they're getting their head above water. And uh, there's a lot of jobs in those com- com- companies out there, too. Certain me personally. Yeah. What's corn, ethanol. Oh, the, the corn? The yeah. price of oil goes below a certain point. It, it's not profitable to make ethanol, which makes the price of corn go down. Mm. Uh, yeah, I can see that. But corn is in almost everything, right? So it's never yeah. going to completely go away. Yeah, but farmers are so stupid, we make way too much of it. But yeah, that's the flip side, right? And see... China's supposed to buy so much of that from us. China was buying a lot of our soybeans, and then when this trade war started, they went all to hell. So Uh, I got no profit on soybeans or corn. Yeah, that sucks. I'll buy popcorn (laughs) from you. I don't make popcorn. Yeah, that's a different. Uh, You got to start planting that. Plant me one row. The way we go through popcorn, I'm sure I could at least get. A couple of acres of popcorn. You want to come down here and harvest it? A year. Yeah, sure. Show me what to do. Yeah. Go out there and pull it off one put it, time. Put it in them little metal pans, you know. Put that aluminum foil thing back on top. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. The Jiffy Pop. <laughs> I love Jiffy little, Pop growing up, man. Pour, pour, pour a little bit of hydraulic oil in there. Which it, which which political idiot said, oh, all you got to do is dig a hole in it? Oh, that was freaking Bloomberg. That freaking yeah, smart dig a hole for what? He dig a hole. Who's talking about farming? All you gotta do is dig a hole and bury stuff in the ground. That's all you gotta do. You really said that? Yeah. Oh yeah. What an idiot! Really, dude? It's like really, dude. Have you tried to keep a plant alive? I can't do it. I I can't do it either. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I went and watched that, and they took a lot of that out of context. Uh, Did they? Yeah, it it Uh, wasn't that bad. It was still well. He was blowing himself up. He was talking about how smart he was compared to farmers, and and that he could just he could do the farming job, something uh, like that. You just have to go watch it. Have to go watch it. All right. Like I'm not for or against. I'm just saying it wasn't that bad. Okay. He, he was talking. He's talking about writing code and stuff like that too, wasn't he? Before well, that, he was talking about the different generations. You know. 200 years ago, it was all agriculture. And then we got the industrial and that's certain set of skills. And now we're in information or, you know, technology generation or era, which Mm -hmm. requires a different set of skills. It's not the same as 
I think he might have said putting a seed in the ground and it growing or whatever. Yeah, oh, he, he so did. It was it, it was pretty. I, I mean, I've, but I've when seen you, it two or three when times, you it listen pretty... to the entire comment, it it wasn't that bad. If you pull one little sentence out out of context, it sounds horrible. So uh, I'm just I'm just saying to be fair, it wasn't that bad. Okay, should we move it on to the next question? Yeah, we better. What will change in the hobby? Change in the hobby forward. <laughs> Who wrote going, this? Going forward. What will change in the hobby uh, going forward? That's a good question too. I mean, it's the the future is very hard to predict. I'm not a good project manager, so I don't know. Hopefully, nothing will change. I'm sure the immediate future, uh, we're gonna have people definitely, especially with the the age group that we're in in the hobby you know that people are going to be like hey six feet buddy you know we're going to be social distancing ourselves at the yeah, flying field for at least a year longer buddy box cords yeah yep <laughs> so that's definitely something i can see changing i don't know you guys got any thoughts on that i don't know maybe my time yeah. so we'll see you guys go go out your back door right for the most part and go flying yeah we got to drive like an hour and uh when you guys go to the field, I mean, it's serious stuff. You've got your packs charged up. You're out there. You've got your tanks fueled up, ready to go. When you go out there, you all really fly. When, when we do events, we, we, we'll, we'll do a whole weekend and we'll just, we'll fly some. Right. We'll fellowship some. We'll eat a whole lot, sit around campfires and things like that. So I, I don't see us changing that much, you know, uh, you know, our, are me and Andy going to, you know, spoon more, you know, pro- probably do more spooning instead of face-to-face camping, you know. We in put our camping trip on uh, yeah. indefinite hiatus. To yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. I think this should be broke down in the future. Are we looking at six months, a year in the future, or five years in the future? Well, hopefully we don't see... You know, any difference I mean, changes from, from, from five years ago to now. But, yeah, within six months, I'm sure we're all going to be staying far apart from people when we're at the field. Or even a year. The, uh, the, the bigger issue that I see is going to be harder to get stuff. I see kind of a uh, disruption in the supply of yeah. kits, parts, electronics whatever yeah i, I totally that agree with that probably continue for another six months or a year and i think this- if you're looking five years out i'm saying more the faa government regulation is going to be the bigger hindrance than anything that's happening right now with the covid thing and i'm kind of hoping that this doesn't affect any companies uh you know longevity like i i, I certainly hope oxy uh, can recover and i i actually hope all the companies can recover from it except for like tron and uh some of those companies but uh you know what i mean like i i don't want to see any company i agree but totally go as crappy under. as it is i mean we'd most likely would have some oxy nitros in our hands by now oh sure does that happen so that's been delayed and yeah how long is it going to take to get that back up and going? Yeah, yeah. I think it just really kind of extended the 
Chinese New Year because they really hadn't came back to the fact. I mean, they were just coming back to the factories. Made it a full year. So, you know, I think you're probably going to be about 60 days behind on a lot of stuff from what I'm from what I'm seeing here. And I yeah. think it's going to be just kind of a blip. But, I mean, they've got people back to working over there. I don't know. I stand behind my other statement where I don't believe anything that comes out of China anymore. I really don't. Well, I mean, I know some people over there, and I know that they're in plants where they're actually making product now. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, right, because you know um, Alpha and the Motion RC guys. And other people. Right. Okay. But, um, okay. Yeah. I do believe well, that. I believe you, George. You know, he's talking about trying to spend money you know when we do spend money on chinese made items that are not made anywhere else um there there is good ways you know and i've thought about that a lot lately there's there's a couple of companies that we know are based you know overseas and they're they're big and a lot of people buy a lot of stuff from them i ever since i got in the hobby i, I was I, did, I found motion rc and and i i found uh, I, I was doing a search for like um, veteran-owned hobby shops and stuff like that, and I came found Motion RC. They were um, they they they're owned and were started by by two uh, two veterans, and uh, you know they 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 employ a lot of people here in America, and they've got a few over in Europe right now, and of course uh, some over in China, but um, you know they they bring a, quite a few jobs to the states here so uh, that's one of the main reasons i've always been such a big quote-unquote fanboy yeah and that's tough when you have it like steve was saying you know you have the uh the american company that deals well i mean i can i can see that uh like i said obviously the hobby we're in you know you can't completely stop buying everything from china uh or you're going to be flying in like you're going to be flying those little balsa rubber band planes around your yard and that's probably about it yeah, uh, yeah, that's about it. I was, was going to say maybe gassers, because you're damn sure not going to get natural methane or lithium batteries. Right. But that's just talking about the fuel source. You're not going to buy any of the electronics that are not made somewhere else. So it's good that George brings that up, you know, that uh, the guys from Motion uh, are an American company, veteran-owned. Um that we can support, you know, like Steve was saying, you know, the the money's not completely just going in China and staying there. It's at least uh, somebody's getting a, a piece of the pie, you know? Yeah. There's and just so many us. of them. Like, like, you know, uh, one of y'all mentioned uh, only fine hell is me to go. Right. You know, it's pe- people we know and, uh, you know, you can call and talk to them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's good to spend money. And you don't want to, yeah, I mean, that's a perfect example. Like, I know Shannon personally, man, and I wouldn't want to see anything bad happen to the guy. I want to wish him all success in the world. Uh, no, he deals in primarily parts from China, you know, I would guess. Supporting his family. I don't know, I, I don't know what those, what they're going through right now. Um, but yeah, you just want to, uh, I guess do what you can, right? Hopefully everything gets back to normal, uh, and you got to expect a little bit of lag time now from the Chinese factories closing down, and then now you know with us not working at all. 
So yeah, the immediate six months, Andy, I'm thinking probably going to be doing the uh, distancing at the flying field uh, up by us here. Hopefully, you know, they they come up with something quicker than 18 months or, you know, hopefully it's next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, If it's still around next year, you know, we, we still don't know. The last question is, are you unable to go flying? No, I can fly all I want. Are you not unable to maybe go flying? This is such a weird question. Should be, are you able to go flying, right? Where you can answer yes. No. Mm-hmm. So you guys can both fly. You just step outside, right, from where you're at. I mean, I can do what I did, which was go in between my neighbor's house, but I can't fly anything big at all. I mean, the area I have is really small. I'm just going to try to sneak down. There's a few soccer fields that are kind of added away off the beaten path, and I was going to try and sneak down to one but of those. But if you went, like, early in the morning or something, nobody's well, around. I could do that, um, but somebody's definitely going to hear it, uh, Any, no matter where I go in, in Jersey here. Uh, and I also know of a club field that's it's in a park, and it's probably roped off, though, now or chained off. So now I was going to say, but that's it's it's – you almost need a four-wheel drive vehicle to get to it. I didn't even know if it's there anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Or I could, uh, you know what? Uh, I just thought of something. When I spoke to Ed Johnson, he said uh, that uh, their club, where they've been flying, nobody's really noticed them or given them any crap uh, where they are. So uh, we might, I might be able to go up there. Um, you know, when this kind of starts to die down, I don't want to push the issue until then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Steve had some an emergency, uh, so he had to leave the show unexpectedly, and uh, I guess I'll we'll try and get to uh, the end of the main topic here. You guys got anything else to add about flying? Mm. Guys can do it if you want. Right? Uh, I mean, I, I yeah, I assume that George and I are probably in the minority that we have our own place to fly, right? So I do, I do feel bad for you guys that that don't. It does suck to not be able to fly at all. And I'll tell you, like I said at the beginning of the show, man, if you can get out with a little two thirty or you know the Nano or whatever, man, just get out and get one flight in. You'll be amazed at how how much better you feel. I was like, I I so yeah, needed sure. that, you know. I just flipped the heli over a couple of times, did a couple of TikToks, man. And I was like, this is great. I don't know whether to feel guilty that I flying and nobody else can, or I don't know what, or should I feel bad that I'm not flying when I have the ability to? Yeah, that's the thing, right? I feel like I should feel bad. Um, maybe both of those at the same time. I'm not sure. yeah no you have a good point because i I, like i'm on i'm on build mode and like lockdown mode and survival mode and and you know i'm I'm out there flying a toy helicopter it's like you know yeah you you do you kind of feel strange and guilty maybe i don't know that's what i'm saying i don't know which way to feel yeah should i feel should i go fly and then i feel bad that i'm flying and you can't or do I not fly and feel bad that I have the ability to and I'm not taking advantage of it? I've been trying to post quite a bit about flying and maybe some little videos and stuff. But I think you know, I like to see when other people, like if it's raining and bad weather here and somebody's mm-hmm. flying at the beach or something, you know, 
I think yeah. it's pretty good to kind of live vicariously through them. And uh, so maybe, maybe we can do that. Of course, my field is a little bit different. You know, most people, this is an open flying field and anybody with an AMA membership. And, uh, you know, if it's lapsed because of the uh, financial reasons lately, we can put you on a pilot training program and get you flying. But if the field's open if people want to stop by and, you know, just practice good social distancing. I'm, I'm keeping it cut just like people are flying every day. So yeah. go, go fly. Just know if you get too close to George, he's going to swarp you with a two by four. <laughs> <laughs> At the least. Yeah. You know, and that's the other thing I got in my mind, Andy, too, is like if I go down the street here, I'm kind of on a main thoroughfare. You know, it's just a small parking lot and then the soccer field. And if I'm in there flying this helicopter, like I'm thinking, you know, I feel a little strange. I feel a little guilty, like Mm -hmm. guilty pleasure while everybody's in the middle of this crisis, you know? Right. Yeah, I don't know whether that's appropriate or not. Should yeah. you feel bad to have fun when other people are really struggling? Yeah. Like just societally, like. Right, right. People have been <laughs> out of work for a really, month. Some people are really, really yeah. having a hard time. I mean, yeah. Like if you're out of work and you don't have any money and you got a family to feed, I mean, some people are in dire straits. And yeah. I oh, feel, yeah. I don't want to forget that. I, I, I honestly don't understand i don't know how people are dealing with that like if you have if you are paycheck to paycheck and then all of a sudden it stops now man right you're just depending on everybody's grace really you know you're all your creditors your um service providers yeah and everything hopefully you know everybody's just uh i mean i've I've been seeing where auto uh, car auto insurance companies have started doing some rebates where people are not driving as much and right absolutely and and uh you know it's it's really tight for a lot of people right now yeah um, especially younger people that's not you know had the years that some of us have had to to work and get to a point where we can weather something like this better better than somebody that's working paycheck to paycheck right yeah yeah so i feel like that a lot of times andy even before coronavirus that's why i try to be so hospitable to open the place up open the field up the hangers you know yeah i've got a lot of stuff but i don't care to share it with everybody and uh that is right now that's probably the hardest thing for me is just not being able to practice hospitality towards other people yeah having, having people come over work on their stuff teach them how to fly you know having flying events i mean i'll live for that stuff and it's just uh you know, it's like having an, a nice Ferrari and living on a gravel road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what use is it without your buddies or, you know, your buddies of the paved road? All right. So should we move it on to news and announcements? Yep. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. News. And announcements. All right. What do we got? Kind of a slow week because I've been busy and haven't seen any news. But I got a couple things here. First one is I saw an announcement from Flex Innovations that they're carrying wood props that fit uh, or sized, I guess, for some of their airplanes. Mm -hmm. 
I'm sure this is just a rebranded some other something, but they're nice wood props and they say flex on them. I guarantee if they put their name on them, they're, they're good. Yeah. And dude, these are relatively cheap too. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. not bad for the size. I'm looking. Yeah. I tore my mom, but all the pieces of the day, I was, oh, doing no. a stu- I was doing a stupid Facebook live video out there. Just, doing 3d stuff playing acting crazy looping around the power lines and stuff and and uh yeah landed a little hard oh wide open nose in so i'm looking at this 12 5e wood propeller and this would be for the qq extra 300 or the mamba 10 like you have george mm-hmm. and it says and it's only nine do- uh ten dollars which is that's not that's not bad. I mean, that's not out of range for a, a decent wood prop this yeah. size. Says this will provide similar flight times as the stock plastic prop. The advantage to this wood upgrade propeller is that it's considerably lighter and allows for slightly improved spool up speeds. This is a great option for those that like to do tumbles and gyroscopic full power maneuvers. Mm-hmm. So you chop the throttle do a flip punch out and it'll, your motor will spool up quicker because the propellers lighter. Yeah. <clears throat> like aluminum rods in a small block Chevrolet. Yeah. Damn. I would have never thought of that. Yeah. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I should get one of these and try it. Cause I run wood props on my, my bigger planes, you know, I just never really thought you know, any other reason not to, you know, so definitely would probably be better. They definitely look cooler. I mean, plastic props are fine, but a nice glossy wood prop just looks cool. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, any biplane I ever built, I always went and tried to get a decent size, you know, the decent wood yeah. prop yeah. for the correct size. I think that, I mean, the large SC5 I built, I think was 22 inch prop on that. Oh wow. And wow, that was, big... that was, that was 20 or $30 just for that prop. Yeah. So that's when, when I saw the 17 by eight for 1499, I was like, yeah, that's not that's bad. A, is that's it? a good price. No. I mean, to be honest, I actually like the looks of the wood propeller more than a carbon fiber. Like you run carbon fiber on the big gas planes and stuff just because you need the strength. But something about a nice wood, what you can see the wood grain and stuff. Just, yeah. I think it looks cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially on an old style plane, like a biplane. Right. Mm-hmm. I've got one of those park zone albatrosses, and I always I keep a wood prop on the air. So check those out, flexinnovations.com. If you're interested, or if you have any flex planes, I don't see why these wouldn't fit on other planes if you have one that's the size you need. And the next thing I saw was a new plane from motion RC. And this is the flight line OV 10, a Bronco. Yes. And have this open for pre-order. Cool looking plane. You know anything a, about <clears throat> this, George? Yeah. It's a super, super nice OV 10. It's, um, it's funny. It's only fourteen hundred millimeter wingspan, but it's huge. I mean, right. you, you 
when you have it beside the P-38, which is a 1,600-millimeter wingspan, twin boom, you know, uh-huh. um, it dwarfs it because it's got that kick up in the tail. It's so much taller. Right. It's just physically big, even though yeah. it's not a super large wingspan. Right. Super easy to get in your car. The outside wing panels come off really, really easy. And oh, you cool. still you still got the whole airplane there sitting on the landing gears um, that you can put in the back of about anything. Got and, a bunch um, of armament. Yeah. Yeah. It's got um, uh, seven missile or seven rocket uh, launchers. It's got a um, drop tank in the middle. And um, it's just a really, the, the foam finish on it's what you would expect from Flightline. Just really, really smooth and um, nice free tracks. Uh, there's several videos and pictures out there that James has put out um, on uh, Motion RC's uh, YouTube channel. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, I've got one on the way. It's uh, oh, nice. It's, it's a, uh, it, it's one definitely to, uh, and I haven't bought many planes lately. That's the first plane I've bought in quite a while, matter of fact. Yeah. And uh, it was just a must-have. It's that nice. And, you know, most of all OV-10s just fly fantastic. Really? Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, like you said, 1,400 millimeters, 55 inches. Uh, the retail's 379. ETA late June open for pre-order now mm-hmm. uh, a few more specs plug and play so you just need your receiver and batteries i assume yeah it runs off two four s but um you know there's a lot of people talking about going with the single six s setup uh-huh. which you know I, I like that idea i hate pulling two batteries yeah. would the, would the escs I mean, would they work, or would you have to swap those out for success ESCs? Yeah, I'd probably have to swap them out for, for at least like a, probably yeah. a hundred amp. Yeah, hundred amp ESC. I'll, well, I'll, I don't know. Would you? It only it comes with thirty amp ESCs. That depends on what props you use and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about some FMS motors and stuff. But you know what? I'm probably just going to fly it like it is because it's an OV-10. It's it's made like like the A-10 to fly in slow and deliver right. a lot of ordnance. Right. And just uh, get it's, out of there. They say it's a one-ninth scale, and it comes with two 4S brushless, 3530, 860KV motors, two 30-amp ESCs. Propellers are 9.5 by 7, three-blade, standard and reverse. It has counter-rotating motors mm-hmm. yeah. on one side, one on the other. Uh, comes with all the servos, digital, hybrid gear, electric retract, track gear is included. So the retracts are included. They're saying a four-cell, 3,300 to 4,000 milliamp-hour battery. And a six plus channel radio. Yeah, it's got full span. It's got full span flaps on it. It's got nice lights on it. When the gear yeah, comes down, the lights, the load, the landing two lights. Two batteries. Uh, Kevin, what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Two batteries. Two power systems, basically. 
You know, this is a strange plane in my in my mind because I had only seen this plane uh, built out of foam by uh, by uh, Peter Streepel on the flight test videos back in the day, where he did oh, yeah? a, he did like a vertical takeoff version, um, way back, you know, 2015, 16. Um, really didn't dawn on me until now that this was an actual plane um, that they they used in the 60s. Oh yeah, 70s, yeah. It's one of my favorite planes. We've got nice. one pretty pretty local down here. It is almost yeah. a predecessor to the A10 because the cockpit looks exactly like the A10. Now this is a twin oh, yeah. bomb design, uh, but it yep. has that same short wing, you know, like mm-hmm. short cord wing, straight short cord like the A10. Very cool. One other uh, kind of neat thing about this is it has an FPV friendly cockpit. Oh, nice. And it's, they say, as an observer platform, the OV-10 is especially suited to visibility. Remove the two included pilots and install your own FPV camera equipment for the ultimate scale Warbird FPV experience. Oh, that's cool. So you can pull cool. the pilots out and put a camera inside the cockpit. Mm-hmm. That's See, an OV-10, the bubble of the ca- the canopy actually comes out a little bit past the sides of the fuselage. So it can so look yep. out, look down. Yeah, yeah. I did that neat. once with the uh, flight test uh, plane, the uh, Explorer, the FD Explorer. I did some F- FPV flight with that, um, and I I was amazed at how easy it was to land on the runway. Uh, oh, yeah, when you're flying, yeah, you just line it up. You just, just line it. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're actually yeah. flying a real plane. You know, you're in the plane. Yeah. See, we do it here all the time. We've got a big course set up. We've actually got a tunnel through the woods. Nice the trees overlap over the road, and we shoot through there. That's cool. A lot of times it gets, a lot of times it gets kind of sketchy. You know, when middle of summer when leaves are all real thick. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun though. I mean, you're in there. We call it the slot. You know, like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. It was you know the trench run. Yeah, cool. I'd like to do that more, but uh, because I wear glasses, I just never got into it further. I always, I always looked at the screen. FPV with glasses. No, it's yeah. fine. We've got guys that'll fly through the, the breezeway of the barn down here with those quads. It's crazy. Nice. All right, so let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. What's next for you, Kevin? What's next for me? Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm probably going to fix that Oxy-3 because that yeah. was smashed up pretty good. You can go out there and smash it again. And I'll go out there and smash it again. Yep. That's what it's made for. Fix, smash, repeat. I might sneak down to one of the fields that are off the beaten path and try and get a couple flights in. Yeah, it'd be cool if you could. I mean, just get two flights and leave before anybody shows yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, I'm so. I'm really interested in flying this again because other than last weekend, which was nothing, um, I'm really interested cool. in flying it just because I haven't flown this thing in like yeah, a year, sure. you know? And I was beating the crap out of it a year ago. So I'm just kind of, now that my TikToks have gotten really better. I've never heard, as I've as long as I've been listening to the show and then I've been on the show, I've never heard you talk about flying an Oxy-3 where you weren't saying, oh, I was just laughing and giggling <laughs> like a freaking idiot. Oh, man. <laughs> That's kind of your go-to. It was, fr- dude, one of the times we had the, uh, I think it was the second year we had the, uh, or maybe the first the free fall event where we had it at our field 
uh, I lined that sucker up, and I I came screaming in at the end of my flight, and I I <laughs> hit motor off, and I came I came down the runway, like skipping off the runway, for probably man probably two th- a third of the runway, yeah. like a hundred feet, and then it clipped sideways, and it started rolling over, and <laughs> and I was laughing I my ass off. About that. And yeah. Frank Chia was there, and Frank was like. Then Frank was really good pilot. Like he was blowing me away with some of the shit he was doing back then. And, uh, you know, I wasn't doing much back then. And, uh, Frank came up to me and was like, that was freaking awesome. <laughs> I was like, cool. <laughs> At the, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, pretty much all your Oxy three stories are like, yeah, I stripped a main gear and I'm bent the spindle, but I, oh, I had blast. Bend the mm-hmm. tail boom back on the edge of the table. Yeah. Oh my god that poor helicopter <laughs> cool maybe you can get to fly it some yeah yeah i mean i got tons of parts i shouldn't have to order anything just go yeah. to walmart parking lot about two three o'clock in the morning yeah yeah you could do that probably well what about you guys i'm gonna try to get one of these major projects at least flying this week i've got a lot of paint work and stuff to do on all of them but I want to get at least one of these these big projects flying this week. I don't even care which one it is. Just just uh, need to get some parts put together. Nice, cool. Post but, up um, some pictures when you video yeah. when you do. Yeah, I need to do more of that. I've got some on my phone right now. I need to post up, but uh, but uh, that and just uh, been playing around with trying to learn. Uh, some of this fusion software working on these 3d printed parts and stuff. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. And, and you're just working on the farm more, just, you know, working more and more cutting trim, trimming trees and limbs and stuff. And right down the driveway, we've got a little bit of a long driveway from the main highway, but mm-hmm. got a lot of limbs from a roll of silver maples there. It's hanging out and we'll try to cut them this week, yeah. get them cleared out so that when the, when people bring RVs in, it's not, you know, yeah, parent, yeah, that'd parent be nice. pops off of it. Yeah. Cool. But, um, for me, that's, uh, I guess that's about it. Nice. All right. What about you, Andy? For me, more of the same. Got to work. I'm going to try to get out and do a little bit of flying this week. And I got to get ready to put some corn in the ground. I was got to poke it in the ground and pour water on it. As Mike Bloomberg said, nice. It'll all be done. <laughs> then you can sit back with your I feet just up. Sit back, put a uh, straw in my mouth, sip on some moonshine with my overalls. With your overalls. Yep. Not a care mm-hmm. in the world. No shirt. Yep. 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 Make out with your cousin. <laughs> oh, jeez. George always has to take it to a weird place. <laughs> yeah. I'm good for you? that. I'm good for that. <laughs> Nah, just working and probably do some flying. I really haven't had time to do any wrenching or work on really any projects. So, cool. Yeah, pretty pretty easy. So I don't know, dude. Should we go through the Facebook likes or should we just wrap things up? It's been kind of a long episode. Um, we can go through some of the stuff when Steve's back. Yeah, we can just do the the outro and. Save the wrap up for next week. Yeah. All right. What do you want to do, George? I think it. Yeah. 
it's been kind of a somber week anyway with, with you know, Mike's wife passing and stuff. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's not been, uh, I, I wasn't looking forward to tonight recording yeah. this. It was just a different spirit about it. Uh, yeah, keep Mike D in your thoughts and prayers, uh, mm-hmm. everybody. And, uh, thanks for the comments. I'm sure he, he definitely thanks everybody for commenting and, uh, Hey, we'll, we'll get through this. We've gotten through a lot worse and, uh, right. we'll get through this and, uh, we'll get back to having fun. I'm sure. And, uh, mm-hmm. take your little snippets of fun, man. Damn it. I never thought I would say snippet. Ah. Snippet. <laughs> Damn. Next, I'm going to be saying piece of kit. Uh, I'm going to throw myself down a flight of stairs. A what now? Uh, just a couple of sayings I should have never have said that I don't like because I'm now I'm going to hear it. Piece uh, of kit. Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from, but it hurts my ears. You know uh, what? I didn't work in. I didn't work in a southern word tonight. You didn't. I had yeah, one picked out. We had a listener say we ne- really should have George do a uh, definition of a Southern saying. Every oh, week. yeah. Yeah. So what I was thinking was when Andy was talking about planting that corn, I'm somewhat of an amateur archaeologist. I love to go look through plowed fields. I've actually been doing a little bit of that lately, too, but I won't go there. But um, I was thinking I might come down yonder and look, maybe if you don't care. Walk through the field. You can walk through them. You're not going to see a whole lot because they haven't been plowed in like 30 years. So. Oh, it's perfect. That's what Honestly, I like. There's nothing yeah. there. So, George, what was the southern word? Down yonder? Over yonder. Over yonder? Down yonder. See, yeah. there's, there's, several, there's several ways you can use yonder. You know. Uh, you know, like for a piece, you know, the you can apply that several different things. One we had last week, but but yonder, like over yonder, or yonder ways, you know. So is like, over yonder as far as you can see? You can like point over yonder, or is there it's an actual? Some, it's, no, it's usually somewhere that you know. Ah. Like if I'm if I'm talking, Andy, I say, Andy, you know, over yonder, uh, where that junkyard is, like you're going into Greenville, yeah. right before you get on Eleven E, on the right. That, you know, that, that's how we talk. Wouldn't you, you need, say? Wouldn't you say yonder ways? That's more of a direction. Yeah. Yeah. It's like okay. which way are you going to go? You know, you're standing at a crossroads and nod your head. Say yonder ways. I'm going over yonder ways. Or you know, see you're that in an alley. If you're in an alley and you're drunk, you can't stand up. You say, I'm going to go over yonder ways beside that dumpster and lay down for a while. <laughs> but um, you can also say uh, up yonder, down yonder, and one of my favorites, in yonder. In yonder? Yeah. Where is that? Does that mean standing so still? I, go in That's there and get me a beer in yonder. Bring it out here to me. Wow. That's used in a common. Hey, Damn. Kevin, have you ever, ever noticed most of these sayings have something to do with alcohol? Yeah, well, that's where they all derive from, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, you know, George, you could do the southern saying, and I could do, like, the northern equivalent. Like, in Bayonne, yeah. New Jersey, over yonder would be uh, over here. <laughs> over here. Where are we going? Where are going, o- going over there? Get over, get over here. Over, over there. Yeah. 
Going to get a going to get a slice over there. Yep. Uh, you want to get a pie? Yeah. Let's go get a slice. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's let's wrap it up, I guess, huh? Let's yeah. Let's wrap it up, man. Yeah. <laughs> over yeah. there. Ah, uh, jeez. All yes. right. So, uh, as Steve would say, like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash freefallrc podcast check out our web page freefallrc show say hi to chris hi chris rybert rybert <laughs> uh flight test forums off the field audio and video production other than flight test podcast say hi to uh david hill aka hilda flyer hi david hill hey david hill our fellow podcasters give them a listen the heliheads podcast Mm. It's not that, who they are, it's George. Not, it's not that easy, is it? What is it? Well, I was going to say George knew the Heli, Heli Heads podcast. Yeah, I have no no idea what their names are. <laughs> he doesn't listen to podcasts. I can't remember my own most of the time. That's George, <laughs> Kevin, and Andy. Um, <laughs> the Telerotor podcast. Uh, let's see, Shaggy, Robert. Mike and Rich. Right. Uh, the BK podcast. George knows this one. I know this one. That's Bert and Kyle. Right. Yeah. The RC Roundtable. You know that one, George? Nope. <laughs> it's Terry and Lee. All right. The RC After Hours. One guy. You got to know this one. It's Andre. Yep. Andre. <laughs> it's Who's Andre. Um, high Voltage. I know this one too. Bobby Watts. Nice. I get a, I get a charge out of him. You'll never figure <laughs> the next one out. I get a charge out of him. I don't know if he's uh, been doing it. I haven't heard anything from him lately. He's been doing Facebook videos and oh, stuff. Cool. He's doing stuff. Good, good. Uh, the Skids Up podcast. That is Paul, Javier, Frank, and Scott. Wow, you do this way better than me. How about the Inverted Down Under that's Ozzy Mozzie and Jeff Smott. And make sure you check out our friend Bill Ann on the Bill Ann YouTube channel. Bill, 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 Bill. Go Bill. Go Bill. That's that's George. That's uh George's biggest fan. Bill Ann. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, Ooh. he loves you. He can't wait to replace you me with you. He's oh, no. ready for We're- that day. No, we're brothers in microphones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bill, that's never going to happen. No, but you know what? Steve may not be around. I mean, I think he had an emergency to go work on the Miata. Maybe. <laughs> so I think he got bored listening to us. Yeah, I think we better <laughs> keep an eye on him. He's out there wrenching. And speaking of, if you want to get bored listening or seeing something, you can look at the Bill and 2 channel, Bill, Bill. which I personally <laughs> love. Those three videos are mine. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> What's he up to? Like one video a year now? On that I channel? think so. I think so. Man, I, I haven't put one on YouTube in forever. You really ought to go out and look at some of my old YouTube stuff. Some of my old tanks and APCs. And when I was into rock crawling, doing crazy stuff, flipping over on my head. So I got to check it. that out. Oh, you flipped a Jeep over on your head? That explains a lot. <laughs> buggies. Mostly buggies. 
Tried to go up that hill over yonder. Step yonder. <laughs> it come down on its ass. All right. Till we till next time. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. All right, guys. Yeah, I just wanted to. Sometimes uh, we go away tonight. I gotta get up in the morning. On my, my Fridays tomorrow. Did you guys see the video of the guy jogging on the beach and the cop that tries chasing him? Uh, no. Oh <laughs> uh, man, uh, it's on. It's on some guy's Twitter feed. I think it's in Italy. He's jogging along the beach and he's just out jogging. And the cop, I guess, is trying to tell him he has to stay at home. This guy freaking takes off running. <laughs> like, and that cop's not catching him. <laughs> so, George, did you get your membership badge and your your uh, your decoder pin from the Matt Ruddick fan club? Secret fan no. club? No. No. I'm still waiting on mine. My tattoos, the scabs have come off of it, though. Nice. It looks just like him. Yeah. It, I mean, it's amazing what they can do nowadays. Looks just like Matt. Nice. Mm. <laughs> How do you know what he looks like? What do you mean? Has anybody ever seen him? Yeah. Isn't he listed? He works at AMA. I would think he'd be listed in some directory or some shit. Let's see. Matt Ruddick tattoos. <laughs> Rudd. George should be the first one that comes up. I think he's the only one so far to do it. <laughs> I'm hearing some noise. Yeah, it's Steve. That's that printer. It's that printer. Oh, God damn it, Steve. <laughs> Told you this would happen. Mm-hmm. Andy, <laughs> you flipping killed me last week with the... Uh... <laughs> I gotta look at the text. I can't remember what you said, but it was at the end of the show. And man, oh, man, <laughs> freaking killed me. Who knows what I said? Damn it, Ray, pay attention. I forget what it was, man. But uh, Oh, be still. Be still, damn it, Ray, be still. Be still. Oh, shit. I mean, if it is if it is coming through while I'm not talking, I can just mute every time I'm done saying something. I don't hear it now. Yeah, because I muted myself. <laughs> He's muting it. Well, the problem, I mean... To be honest, that when you're not talking is not as big a problem. You can get that out. It's when you're talking. Oh, so you're hearing it when I'm talking? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, so uh, I know I know how to solve that. Just don't talk. Perfect. I don't hear a thing. You sound great. Auto level. Start the show. <laughs> I got a funny story. I don't want to say it on the show though. People come in here and they see all these helicopters and airplanes. And man, you're well, must be an angel. I say, man, this ain't shit. <laughs> you should see where I keep all those boats and other gizmos. She's just no. glad you got something to uh, keep you occupied. Yeah, doing, doing something that doesn't uh, <laughs> involve uh, bottle liquor, women, 
<laughs> Polyfluids. Strip clubs. <laughs> I don't, I'm not into boats that much, but I didn't say I wasn't into water sports. Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm getting my calculator out. You know it's going to be a good episode when I get my calculator out. My friend made a funny joke. Well, I don't know if it's a funny joke or it's an observation. But um, he was like, I remember back in high school, or not high school, was it? Yeah, high school or junior high, he was like, you know, oh, you think you're going to have a calculator with you? You better learn how to do math. That's what one of his teachers told him. And Yeah. You know, 20 years later, like, everybody has a fucking calculator in their pocket now. You don't even have to type it in. You just got to hold the button and go, what's 70,000 divided by 9 million? Yeah, but not even that. Like, most things, like, you know how you can do, like, a search, right? Like, you can pull down on your iPhone and do a search. You can type an equation right into the search. It'll do it for you right there. Same thing with, like, Google and stuff. You don't yeah, even but why would like, I want to type when I can just talk in and it tells me back? You're, like, the only one that really does that talk-to-text shit. <laughs> Yeah, I it's so annoying. I, I can't you. deal with that shit. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks so bad. Won't you train it? Won't you I train tried. it? I've tried. I've tried using mm. it for a while, and it's, it's it it for me. The only time I'd want to use that is when I'm driving, and then I'd have I'd spend more time looking down and seeing what how long <laughs> the making is. sure it's not all fucked up, right? Right, and and that's taking more time for me to be off the eyes, my eyes off the road. So fuck that, nah. Have you I got don't it set? Have you got it set for Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> my favorite yeah, story with that is when I was back in my van up, and it was they had a huge, huge snowbank where I parked my van, and I was I held the button down, and I said to my wife, I said, text my wife, and. It was like, what do you want to say? And I said, I'm home. And I hit the snowbank and I said, yeah, bitch. And then when I looked down before I hit send, it said, I'm home, bitch. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Do not send that. Send it. <coughs> I've got mindset for that Australian lady. I talked uh, everything. I talked to my house, too. Turn the lights on. Turn the lights off. I've still got a clapper. <laughs> Get a shot for that. Yeah. For a uh, clinic. You can get a shot for that clap. <laughs> yeah, you eventually. Shot of pills. I thought they do pills now. 